0: Log Talk Radio.
1: So I decided, you know what, let me go ahead and do uh part of the show now. Plus I wanted to talk to you guys on Roe v uh, versus Wade being overturned uh Roe v. Wade overturned, which I'm not surprised. Um I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk about that and some of the other uh, kinda do I'm gonna I was supposed to do part two this week of the show last week, but I'm gonna of the show uh I had was it Sunday or Monday? But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna t- kind of hit some hot topics tonight, and then maybe hit some top hot topics again on uh, late Saturday night or Sunday night if I don't get all of them in tonight. But I really, here's the deal: I really don't have a show. I didn't write anything out or anything. <laughs> I just do not have one, and I am sorry, y'all. I apologize to y'all for not having the show. Man, oh, man, oh, man. But <laughs> we're well, we going to get through it, okay? All right, so you know how I always start off telling y'all my week? My week has been so good, man. I've had a really good week. Uh, wow, I mean, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what exciting, what's exciting, Oh, yeah, I just saw Elvis, the Elvis movie tonight Now, <laughs> people don't know, I like Elvis Presley music, right? I used to be, I've watched a lot of documentaries and things on Elvis Presley A lot of movies, everything uh, Even like Elvis' old gospel song Favorite Elvis song is Kentucky Rain Kentucky Rain keeps coming down <laughs> I to see it, but I like his song, Kentucky Rain Um I once used to, I once was, uh, I worked at this uh, Hallmark for Hallmark for many years, and I was uh, one of the reps, uh, one of their supervisors over their customer service in uh, their mall, they had Crown Crown Center. And we had this huge Elvis exhibit. And I was one of the people that uh, was over the Elvis exhibit and would sit in when people would come in, and oh, my God. The Elvis Presley stories I heard (laughs) were legend, okay? Uh, Very interesting. People who came in, people came in the exhibit who knew Elvis and would talk to me and stuff like that. Uh, uh, People who were in part of his uh, entourage, all kinds of things. So I got to meet a lot of Elvis Presley people. And here's another thing. (laughs) When I was like, oh, my, this is my second or third job, second job, I think it was no. Was it my second job? Or was it my third? It might have been my second job. I think my second job was for the summer when I when uh, for the summer I worked at um, there was there's this amusement park in Kansas City called Worlds of Fun, and they have it's a dual park. It has Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun. It's been there forever, and I I think I was thirteen. And I was thirteen, going to my fourteenth birthday, and for the summer, I was like a manager or like assistant manager or something. I was only fourteen. I know, crazy, right? And I would do teal and stuff like that, cashier stuff, and I was like one of the managers there or something like that, a little. And I would do, um, I would, and I was. It was so funny because. It was weird because all the black kids ended up, like, mostly all people got in Worlds of Fun, but I got in Oceans of Fun. I remember all the black kids saying, how the hell did you get over at Oceans of Fun? And I was like, the only black kid (laughs) working over at Oceans of Fun. It was really weird. It was was strange. But while I was there for the summer, on my breaks, I used to read the book Is Elvis Alive, right? (laughs) Y'all like, that's why you did the Michael Jackson story. (laughs) No, I've been a conspiracy theorist. For a long time, because I saw the chick on Oprah, and she was on Donahue, the lady who wrote the book, and so I, I, I saw. So I've always been a big Elvis. I was only thirteen, fourteen, and on my breaks, I can still see myself on my little breaks reading that book, and all the kids coming over to me, talking about what are you reading? And I'm like, it's Elvis Alive. And I'm like, you believe that? <laughs> and stuff like that, but I was, I was weird like that, right? So I would do all kind of, I was doing, I was, it was so funny. I could still see myself. On breakout, Oceans of Fun, reading Is Elvis Alive? (laughs) Uh, Very funny. Okay. And uh, so tonight, I went to go see the Elvis movie. Let me just say this. Very, now it's going to be revisionist history with Elvis Presley. We all know there's a lot of controversy surrounding Elvis about, you know, dating younger women, very young, like R. Kelly (laughs) Staff. Elvis and his, you know, it was Elvis, you know, having some racial, racist issues. This movie actually shows his friendship with B.B. King. And listen, what I love, 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 love about this movie, the person who made this movie, is that it didn't have any revisionist history when it came to Elvis and black music. Because you can't tell the story of Elvis Presley without telling the story of black Americans. Foundational black American Adolph okay, I gotta say that nowadays Because the reason I gotta say that nowadays Is because everybody thinks they can just grab onto our lineage And just you know Like we ain't got no lineage Okay <laughs> Like black Americans don't have any lineage But I love that in this movie They give props To the great singers Who influenced Elvis Presley Which were black American singers And you know, listen, this is one of the things I will say this and Let me just say this One of the very American things about America Is black American rock and roll Blues, rhythm and blues um, Gospel music And you know, uh, blues music That black Americans created out of um, And spirituals and stuff Which were created out of um out of our struggles in America, our ancestral struggles in America. So it it always gets under my skin when people in the diaspora, you know, all the black people in the diaspora never feel the need to uh uh, sometimes not all the people Because there's a lot of brothers and sisters In the diaspora who preach, who Appreciate African American Revolution that took place In America and appreciate African Americans has a culture All around the world There's just a lot of people That sometimes we see Especially in America who will get offended Because we are now Carving, you know, saying hey we have a culture You just can't, everybody You know our ancestors created this or whatever, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, sometimes it irks me that you have, uh, like, people rolling stones, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and people like that who have more appreciation for black American music than some of our brothers and sisters throughout the diaspora. I mean, you can hear people who don't, you know, they don't understand. It's so offensive to me. It's just like a, it's a very, and I understand that part of it too, because like I said, I've always told the story on here that I believe Black America was sold as a product all around the world. It was the picture of blackness sold around the world to people. It was like I saw this weird, really strange tweet this week. It was really weird, and one the woman was saying how she hates African Americans, traditional African Americans. She was black, another Black person in the diaspora. She talked. She said, uh, "You know, they feel they're the uh, they're the." Um, Oh um like we're the we're uh the role models for blackness, well, in a sense we are, and that's not because we want to be that we want to be that we understand there's people black people all around the world, but what happened in America is that black America happened to have its experience and create a superpower through through slavery and be, America has a growing superpower, America's music went across the world, America's, which in turn, uh, black American culture, because everything in black American culture is is so is such an interesting culture with black American culture because everything in black American culture uh, kind of connects our music, how we move, how we talk, everything. So this culture was created, you know, was a... Um, was created out of our, our need for survival, and um, and 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 our, in our struggle in America, so it it kind of it kind of irks, it irks me when I see people not appreciated who are a part of the diaspora. <laughs> it's kind of just irritating to me. But um, one of the things that I will say about the Elvis movie that it takes time. To show you where Elvis. Now I don't know. I feel like a lot of it was revisionist history. It does show about uh, Elvis's friendship with BB King. Um, it shows uh, how Elvis felt about um, and the, and it's from the perspective of 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 the Colonel. What was the guy? The Colonel. The the Colonel or something. The guy who was over Elvis's career most of the time. And um, it's, it, it, it's it's his from his perspective he's kind of narrating this story and um you get this uh picture of Elvis that Elvis was this uh really on the inside you know he was really a, a, a very um how can i explain this a very uh more uh, more more kind of um activist heart or something then he looked like it appeared for him to be or whatever but I felt that was a lot of revision and stuff but what I would say is a very well done movie the actor who played Elvis Presley excellent I cannot say enough this actor was awesome Okay, that's the best actor I've seen a lot of Elvis stuff he is probably the the best guy I have seen play Elvis looking like him inflection's voice sound everything oh my god it was like he 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 definitely should get an oscar not. i mean <laughs> and tom hanks of course tom hanks is a wonderful actor we all know that master actor and uh definitely should get a nod a nomination i mean you know very well done movie very well done um and I really love that connection to the black American, traditional black America and Elvis Presley. Because you can't tell the Elvis Presley story without us. You just can't. And so I I I, I love that, that, that this movie takes the time to do that. Uh, the other thing I love about this movie, and if you're an entertainer, like in music, or you're going into music or anything, man, the lessons that you can learn from Elvis Presley were pretty – uh, damn fascinating i mean elvis presley you know it's, it's amazing how like and, and you hear this story constantly in the entertainment world where especially within music because you know where music uh, artists have these people around them and people that they tend to trust maybe too much sometimes right and sometimes because artists don't understand their business are themselves like a lot of times they're just wanting to create and sing and stuff like that, and there's sometimes you know that music business is hard anyway. You know what I'm saying? If you're smart, but it's even more difficult if you're not not smart, but you're not intellectually astute to deal with those kind of are intellectually ready to deal with uh, the business side of music and artists a lot of times are not. And so it shows that you know how this particular person, the colonel, well, I guess it's the colonel or whatever that Elvis trusted, but on the side he was making side deals, he was doing all kinds of things. And it really in some ways hurt the Elvis Presley legacy, but Elvis Presley I trusted this guy. I almost thought of him as like a father. So that's why I say, like, when you're in them type of businesses, you shit, you <laughs> you got to be always looking at people. You got to really have your own sense of, uh, of wisdom and smarts and stuff like that. So it is, I really just, I can't say enough about that movie. I thought it was really, very well done. If you get a chance to go see it, uh, definitely check it out. Elvis, Elvis, um, the Elvis story is out right now. Tom Hanks, very good. I loved it. I just, I love the connection. You know, I was just impressed with that. I just was impressed how they connected uh, his growing up. Every the cast was phenomenal. Can I just say that everybody, even the person who played the mom, Vernon, Priscilla. I mean, it was just an awesome cast. Okay, it was pretty good. It was a very good uh, movie. And, you know what, this is the first movie, Elvis movie, I felt was feeling. Like, you know, where I felt like, man, like, you you really see the toll of what the industry did to, or what was done to Elvis. You know what I'm saying? You really get to, to me, you know, there's a lot of stuff left out, you know, and... (laughs) I will say that I like to see a full Elvis movie with even the the innuendos and in, you know about Elvis Presley, but it was one where you that had heart, and I like that. I really did and I was, as a person who's seen a lot of documentaries and things on Elvis, I could appreciate it. I could okay, so really good movie. check it out if you're an artist or you're going to be an artist, definitely check out the Elvis movie because there's a lot of life lessons about people around you how people around you can influence you, how people, you know, it it shows how Elvis' drug addiction came from, you know, he just, he was getting overtired on tour and somebody offers him something. And (laughs) how many, that's the story of stories in the industry. I mean, you think of Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday was offering a drug. That's how Billie Holiday got a drug. I mean, just interesting and the toll it takes on the people around them. And the relationships they have So I thought it was very interesting from that perspective Really loved it, okay Um, Okay, I'm not going to waste any time I'm going to talk about what I feel about Roe versus Wade uh, being overturned Not surprised by this at all (laughs) I I knew they were going to come for Roe v. Wade uh, For many years now I just didn't know when it would happen and there's a reason why I think this has happened, in my personal opinion. It's not science why I think it happened. It's not, um, I'm trying to figure out how I can say this. It's not science why I think it happened. It's not, um, uh, how can I say this? It's, you know, it's it's really just my perspective. Uh, but I'm going to read from Politico, it says S- Supreme Court states green light to ban abortion overturning Turning Roe. Uh, the Bombshell 5-4 decision is set to upend races across the country, has governors, attorney generals, and other state and local leaders gain new powers to determine when abortion will be permitted, okay? Uh, the Supreme Court on Friday revoked the constitutional right to an abortion that has been in place for half a century. Overturning Roe v. Wade on a 5-4 vote, clearing the way for dozens of states to swiftly ban the procedure and throwing the country into uncharted political, legal, social, and medical territory. The bombshell decision is set to upend elections across the country as governors, attorney general, and other state and local leaders gain new powers to determine when abortion will be permitted, if at all, who should should be prosecuted and potentially incarcerated when bans take effect. The high court's vote to overturn nearly five decades of rulings upholding a right to end a pregnancy won the support of five of the court's six conservative justices, while Justice John Roberts and the other court's three liberal uh, justices opposed the overruling. The majority opinion authored by Justice Samuel Alito hewed closely to the draft version of obtained exclusively by Politico and published in early Maine. In its official opinion, the court's conservative majority went beyond simply resolving the case before them. Mississippi's near ban on abortion at 15 weeks of pregnancy uh, and, and instead overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Cassie long Long-standing precedents that bar states from banning abortion before the point of fetal viability we hold roe uh we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicit implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. Alito wrote the court cannot bring about the permanent resolution of a rancorous uh rancorous uh A national controversy simply by dictating the settlement and telling people to move on Has a draft preview Alito argued that the history demonstrates no tradition in the United States Of a right to abortion and the absence of such protections undermines the Supreme Court's conclusion 49 years ago that abortion rights were implicit in constitutional right to privacy privacy However, the court's five-justice majority also cautioned that their momentous decision to retreat from Roe does not mean that other decisions grounded in privacy rights are in jeopardy. Nothing in the opinion should be uh, understood to cast doubt on the precedents that do not concern abortion. to Roe. The court's liberal ring, Justice Stephen Breyer and Sonia Sotomayor and Allega Kagan joined together in a single fiery dissent warning that the actions by the court's majority was deeply unwise and disruptive. Withdrawing a woman's right to choose whether to continue a pregnancy does not mean that no choice is being made. It means that the majority of today's court has wrenched the choice from women and given it to the states. The Democratic appointed justices wrote, Women have relied on Roe and Casey in a way for 50 years. Many have never known anything else. When Roe and Casey disappear, the loss of power, control, and dignity will be immense. The court's liberals also predicted that the Republican-appointed majority willingness to overrule a nearly half a century-old precedent bodes ill for other decisions regularly relied upon by Americans for respect and legal systems. It makes the court appear not restrained but aggressive, not modest but grasping. In all those ways, today's decision takes aim, we fear, at the rule of law, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan Rowe. And while Alito's opinion insisted that overturning Roe and Casey endangered, endangered no rights guaranteed by other courts' decisions, Justice Clarence Thomas' view of what that assurance meant seemed certain to fuel fears and rulings many Americans rely on could be next on the chopping block. In future cases, we should consider all of the court's substantive substantive due process precedents, including Griswold Lawrence, uh, Obergefell, uh, Thomas wrote in a solo concurrence referring to 1965 decision of finding a right to contraception for married couples, Uh, a 2003 decision that overturned criminal sodomy laws, and a 2015 requiring decisions to recognize same-sex marriage. We have a duty to correct error establishing those precedents. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Thomas went on to write that the rights of the court, uh, rights the court discerned in those cases might still exist based on rationales. After overruling these uh, demonstra- uh, stra- uh, demonstra- demonstrably erroneous decisions, the question will remain whether the constitutional provisions guarantee the myriad of rights that are substantive, substantive due to process due process process cases. Excuse me. Have generated. Okay, you can read the rest of that article on political dot, uh, Here is the thing, and I'm not surprised the court is going this way. I'm, and people are saying, "Oh my God, handmaiden still? We're going to be living in handmaiden still." And this is what I will say to people: when we go through extremes in society, things like this are bound to happen. <laughs> um, and you might say, "Okay, Carlotta, you know, I know you kind of, you kind of have a Christian background. Uh, I do, but I also am uh, why I believe in life because my mother." I've I've, I've told the story on here about my mother meeting the lady who was convincing my mother to have an abortion. (laughs) And my mother, and when I met her, she's like, I'm so glad (laughs) that she didn't listen to me or whatever. But, because my mother was a young mother at the time uh, herself. So, um, and listen, abortion has disproportionately, if you ever hear the story of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger and everything, Abortion at 37%, even though abortion has steadily been on the decline over the last uh, several years, but abortions, 37% are black women. And white women are steadily going up, even though those numbers are coming down. Um People and you know, uh, it, 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 it hasn't probably hurt the black community yet. I do believe white liberals have undue influence in the black community sometimes, in terms of because you know, back maybe when I was growing up, not that people weren't having abortions, but in a black America, abortions would kind of look. We, black America was socially uh, very. Uh, I mean, you know, for our social ideals and stuff like that, Black Americans were very conservative. Over the last several years, we've given up our some of our conservative thought because because of our spirituality, we've been a less. Um, uh, we most Black America was very churchy and stuff like that, and we've given up a lot of those things for the ideas that you know that liberal like. White liberals are better than white conservatives When there's white supremacists in all groups Okay Um, And Margaret Sanger I believe was a white
2: liberal
1: (laughs) Uh, Who was over playing parenthood And the horrible things that she said So Here's the thing And it's not that I've always been a person of choice Because I believe God's a God of choice Meaning that God gives you free will (laughs) And that you have to answer to God about whatever decisions in life you make and stuff like that. That's not my concern. I don't know what that is. That's good, bad, or ugly. Everybody has a reason for things they do. Um, But I feel like this is down to happen in this society. And One of the reasons, let me read this quote that I saw. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up. If I can find the quote. Hopefully I haven't. gotten rid of it. Hold on, you guys. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I told y'all today the show was gonna be kind of uh <laughs> messy because I wasn't uh I wasn't um I don't really have a show, <laughs> but we're gonna try. I'm gonna try to find this a uh, quote that I saw that was very interesting, and I was like, you know what? This is exactly um what America's going kind of going through but to me when there is um, I think we're we're having a spiritual reckoning (laughs) and what I mean by that is that um, we are seeing a spiritual reckoning in America meaning that you know most of the people that I have met who have had abortions um, it's been very sometimes not all, but uh a lot of people that I have known to have them. It's very hard on a woman's uh emotional psyche um it can be difficult, and when women come to those decisions, they don't come the so most of the women, especially back in the day and probably some today uh never come to those decisions. Lightly, um, And that's why I believe the number of abortions have decreased Plus birth control, which Karen Thomas is talking about questioning That's a whole nother story But um, um, there are so many things out here today Including the morning after pill All kind of things that create a situation Where women don't have to make the tough decision Sometimes of a. and I feel like um, that a lot over the years, we uh, uh, Americans and uh, liberals have pushed. And it's just not liberals, but society has pushed this idea further and further out about, like, you know, abortion laws. When should you be able to get abortion? When should you not be able to get abortion? When should you this and that? Till it's almost, you know, people were getting abortions at one time in some states up to five and six months. I think it's a whole full baby, you know, or stuff like that. I mean, it was all kind of crazy talks out here. And I believe we've just become a society of extremes. That now, even if the abortion rate is declining, what I mean why we become extremes is because now people are flippant about abortion. It's not that much of a serious decision. Some people even treat it like a form of birth control, like they think of it as a form of birth control. Even though they're declining, it's still the thought is, is is huge in the in the air, you know, that, oh, abortion should be here for if I need to get an abortion. And I understand there are certain, to me, there are certain instances where women should not be denied abortions if they need one, if their health is in danger, or if they're especially, you know, rape, or all kind of, there's a lot of things there. Plus, you know, I'm for people, you know, making their own choices in life, right? There are some questionable things about abortions, though, because sometimes I think when women have uh they don't have the abortions then you could make the government back on guys and make them pay child support even if they didn't want them so that's that's an interesting thing but uh i am for people right to do what they want even if i disagree agree with it in some ways but here is the thing i feel like we have become a society of extremes very flippant about abortion very the idea that somebody can just go get abortions like it's nothing, and the fact that people—I mean, when I, I'm looking out here at people, like I'm hearing celebrities and I'm hearing all kind of people talk about—well, it's a woman's right. Nobody was saying it's when when COVID was out here and people didn't want to get the vaccination. Them same celebrities was saying you don't have a right to do with your body what you want to do. Yes, you motherfuckers, celebrities was out here doing that. Okay, because I know some this. You was doing it now because you went all the way to that extreme. It wasn't just celebrity, but celebrity helps lead the influential influence on society. So when you would now, when everybody was out here a few months ago oh, it's not your right, you can make somebody sick, it's not this and that, it's not you. you blah, 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 blah. But you tell men they don't have no right to uh, uh, be in on an abortion and stuff like that, even though it affects their lives, okay? So now we are in extreme mode. Now here the chickens have come back home to roost. And this society who is being very flippant about, Ending what could possibly be, not life, but the beginning of life Suddenly is surprised You become a society who thinks that it's just cool to get out here And listen, here's the thing, you know what I'm saying You have babies flipping sometimes You know, we don't have no responsibility about ourselves This is what happens in societies when they go to extremes you can go to extremes like handmaid and Tale, and you can go to the extreme on the left-hand side where you're doing, where society's out of control. Any extreme, anything can be out of, uh, any part of society, liberal or conservative, can, too much of the, anything can make an out-of-control society. And the problem with us is that we have been in extremes, and now here is Roe, v, uh, Roe versus Wade overturned because what? It's going to make you think. Now, all of a sudden, it ain't going to be so easy to go get no abortion. No, 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 no. And I ain't trying to be mean. I ain't trying to say, hey, a woman ain't got the right to do with her body what she wants to do. I agree. I think you do. However, a lot of you have been flipping about the idea that you do. You haven't, a lot of people don't look at a, abortion as a sacred decision anymore. When I know women who have gotten it, and every last one of them, especially older women, and I've talked to younger, it's very different now. The, the, almost the ideas are different about abortion because we've created a society, even though there are less abortion that's happening, but they're very flippant about the idea of going in and ending. Like There are women out here talking about, I can have several abortions. Use birth, abortions like birth control. And people are thinking of... Uh, uh, w- you're not thinking about how sacred that 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 decision is, and because you become a flippant society, irresponsible, almost uncaring, almost thinking it's a right, like almost thinking it's a privilege for you, not even caring. Like oh, you can't tell me what to, I mean. It's, it's extremes on every boat. Like just a few months ago, you were saying you can't tell people what to do their bodies. Now you're saying you can't when it comes to abortions and having, especially when you you mugs are out here, when you meet, it's a difference. It's a lot of, it's a difference when you keep, when you meet somebody and you act irresponsible and you don't fucking use protection and you get pregnant. Now, everybody has mistakes and shit they make, okay? However, if you just think you can just go on in there and get an abortion like it ain't nothing, you thinking it's just normal instead of you know getting your ass up the next morning taking a a morning after pill or doing what you need to do some of y'all don't even want to get there early to make sure check to make sure you pray you know something doesn't have you to have unprotected sex you don't want to even check yourself to make sure you want to wait until you full in time. i want to have the right to take my ba- you know t- take a baby's life when it's when it's almost in, you know fully in time. there are people out here who have been saying that this has just become a very flippant society about the decision. You haven't treated that decision as sacred. Now it's been taken away from you. You've been irresponsible with it. And I'm afraid for America what I see, to be honest, because I think it's going to be some shit coming down the pipe that's going to be so scary. It's going to change society because we we have no, we have no, um, nothing is sacred anymore. Everything is just, a, oh, that should be just there. It should be just there for me to get an abortion. I can always get an abortion after I've had unprotected sex. Not understanding that this is a, it's a you're holding in you, whether it's the fetus or whatever you believe, it is the beginning of life. And so you're flippant about making that decision. You you don't care. You can go. You don't you don't care. You you we will go out here and we do make all kind of crazy sexual decisions. We have unprotected sex with people you don't know. You don't know the fuck who they are. You have unprotected sex. When you have unprotected sex with somebody, you can get pregnant. And we've just been irresponsible, and now we want to, and we've ir- ir- irresponsibly thought of that decision when that decision is a very sacred one. But you, you haven't treated it sacred, and now it's been taken from you because you because a lot of American society has just been irres fucking responsible. I am not surprised this is happening, and because of the way society is reacting right now, like I heard somebody say, "I am praying for the women." I'm like praying for what? I mean, what is praying for? Praying for women to, uh, 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 you know, I, I get it, but it's because a lot of women have been irresponsible with the choice of abortion. They haven't done everything they could. A lot of people to make sure, hey. Let's make sure that I, that, you know, it's so much shit out here now. Abortion can almost be almost actually kind of a little bit less than the percentage it is at this time. But because, and, and it's not just because, because like I said, abortion is going down, but it's our thoughts about it. Our thoughts haven't been sacred about the decision of abortion, and now you got people out here talking about, oh, abortion. Like, well, I ain't got the right for abortion. It's, it's almost, it. It's almost—it sounds almost crazy. It's almost like I want to have the right to make a decision that's sacred, to make it not be sacred. <laughs> even if i just fuck around in my life if i'm out here just fucking around and doing what the fuck i want to do and just uh, uh uh doing all kind of shenanigans and shit and and i get pregnant well i want to have the right to just go around you know go in there and get what i want to get done not understanding of the sacredness of the decision in the spirit realm this is i'm just talking from a spiritual perspective i'm not talking about, from the worldly perspective I mean, you do what you do. It seems like the world keeps going around, right? You know, you can make the you flipping decisions, hey, you know, I fucked up, oh, let me go get an abortion, or oh, I fucked up, let me go get this and that. But it's our thoughts about it. Like, it's just supposed to be there. So this is going to make people more responsible. It's gonna make you think about should you be having sex. Do oh Lord, I better make sure I'm, I'm having sex I'm about to have sex with this person. Let me make sure because cause this could be possibly a baby daddy. This could be possibly <laughs> a baby mama. I better be up here. Maybe I will wrap it up. Shit, maybe I will buy that a morning after pill to be sure. They done took this shit. I. Ain't get, the choice of of abortion, I might have to go over, and it's not abortion's not completely banned. It's up to the states, but it makes it more difficult for a, for women, and I believe that's because you have not thought you have you have been flippant about the decision. You haven't treated it as sacred. You haven't most you haven't said, hey, the, even our thoughts about it have not been sacred. In my my just my my opinion. And the very fact that how people are acting, just acting about it, it just scares me just the way I see society going. <laughs> because it's like and it's and I hear see a lot of people playing the George Carlin. I I'm a George George Carlin fan. I like George old George Carlin uh comedy and where he says, you know, The babies, when they're born, a lot of conservatives don't want to take care of them, you know, and stuff like that and all this stuff. They want to tell you, you know, to have an abortion. You can't have an abortion, but they don't care about the baby after it's born. You can't have food stamps. You can't have this. You can't have that. You can't have that. And I agree with that. some of that. Some of that I totally agree with. But at the same time, it is your fucking responsibility to make sure that you, 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 we have to be a little bit more responsible out here, and we have to treat a choice that is given to us. Very sacredly because it's a choice that can end the life. I mean, your mama could have not aborted you. Who's listening to me right now? And it could be a number of reasons. So I just say here. I mean, just this, it, it I think that what's happened over the years. And I hope I'm making sense. That the sacred idea of abortion—that abortion should be a last result or res- resort. Like a very last resort, but for most Americans, it hasn't been. It's been a flippant thing that's just been there that you haven't thought of it as a sacred decision, a very, a very, a very kind of I don't want to say privileged decision, but it's it's one that's been there that you haven't thought of as sacred. Like, oh, I don't want to. I want to approach that. We have, we've dumbed down. abortions in the name of trying to tell a woman you have the right to do what you want with your body and we've made that decision greater than the sacredness of that decision i mean do you get what i'm saying we've made the the decision about you have the right to do with your body what you want to greater than the sacredness of doing doing what you want to with that life in the body that like understanding like because because we've been telling women so much hey you got a right you got a right you got a right so they think about that and they also think it it, it lacks what i what in my opinion it lacks us in it it lacks a, a certain feel about abortion that it's that's a sacred decision and because we haven't taught a, 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 haven't thought of it has that now it's gone it's no it, it's not it's gone it's gonna be not gone it's not gone, but it's gonna be harder for you or harder for women, and maybe it should be because maybe there should be some responsibility exercise. I just feel that America is showing, and I can't find my quote, but America is showing that it is on a huge spiritual decline, I think. And I'm not saying this because, like I said, I believe in a woman's right to choose. I just think over the last 20 years or so, a decision that was once thought of as very sacred, women only wanted to, uh, it was a last resort. Uh, 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 And it still is kind of, but it's become the ideal of it. It has become less sacred. Like it's something that's just supposed to be there for me. If I act irresponsible out in these streets, no matter what the fuck I'm doing, I can just go ahead and go get abortion if I get pregnant by somebody. Shit, and I don't take my morning after pill, or I don't, I don't do, a, I don't take use protection, I don't do this, or I have, you know, I just, I just, it's just easy for me to go get one. I know it's there. It's like it's almost like a, not a sacred idea. It's th- that you don't do. A lot of women, it's, it's almost like. You ain't doing everything. It's almost like this decision shouldn't even affect people right now, in my opinion, because they really didn't ban it. They left it up to the states, and so for me, it shouldn't be you no know, that. To me, in my personal opinion, that they're gonna say, "Oh, poor black women, black poor black people have been making it for years, okay, and making it in, in in spite of what they try to do to black people." But what I'm saying is that it almost. It has this idea, if you know, um, I'm angry because you're taking away something, uh, and I have to be more responsible now because of that. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking to women who are raped or incest or. Their lives are in danger. I'm talking about motherfuckers who fuck around out here. You know who you are, who fuck around, fuck fuck around with people. Accidents happen. I get that shit. I get it. I get it. However, you're going to have to be more responsible in this bitch. It's a whole lot of shit out here that you can use to protect yourself. Okay? So if your city is one of the cities that got banned, Well, shit, abortion might cost you a lot of money. So now, when you lay down with a motherfucker, now it's almost like it's drawing us into spiritual correction. <laughs> it's almost like God has said, oh, "You gotta get out. You gotta get back." Hey, and listen, we all got our shit. Don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to be no moral compass and stuff like that out here. We all got shit we dealing with. We all got stuff that that's hard on us that we we trying to. I was just thinking about the other day. You know, I was thinking about the ideas of perfection and how has a woman that we get through. You know, I was listening to, cause I was listening to one of the, uh, I was listening to Cyborg. This is Cyborg, but I was listening to one of the Man Spear guys, and I was just like, oh my god! I mean, it was just the, the, the some things I agree with with them, but some things are just sometimes men are just spewing a lot of hate and anger and hurt from their mamas or they <laughs> hurt from hurt from people who um. Or who rejected them and everything like that. And it was almost, it's like, oh my God, you know, sometimes in life, people just evolve, change, make other decisions. Uh, you can't expect perfection on women, you know. <laughs> and so I had to, so I, I'm not a moral, I'm not trying to be say, saying up here you have to be perfect, but I'm saying you do have to consider being responsible now, whereas before you didn't. We become very flippant about these uh, these lack these ideas that we don't have to be responsible. It's so much shit out here now to protect yourself. It is, and it's not just about pregnancy. Shit, it's about. I just saw an article which I'm gonna probably read on here today about super gonorrhea. I've been telling y'all about super gonorrhea for the last several years. Shit, some people didn't believe me. Y'all got shit to protect. You need to protect yourself. See, it's hard to. The babies are more real because that's a that's a life you gotta take care of. If if you actually if you make a slip up out of out here in these streets, it's you got a serious business. You 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 gotta take care of a mofo at least for eighteen years, and it's a serious fucking responsibility. But y'all don't think of a disease like that because it's something sometimes you can't see. But you better start thinking of the disease, too, because it's about to be some shit on the disease front that's going to come down the pipe. See, it's shit kind of make, it's like it's like in the 80s when, you know, oh, no, 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 let me go back. Because, you know, I'm I'm like, listen, I can be, listen, I get it. I'm, I always laugh and say the place I would love to be is Studio 54 uh, uh, pre-AIDS, <laughs> pre-HIV. <laughs> it was probably a hoot to be at. Right? I mean, how the the decadence you can think of, and listen, I'm a Scorpio. I'm kinda of attracted to decadence. I'm like, what
0: is going on over there?
1: <laughs> All right? Uh but however that era ended. Remember how the era of decadence ended? Oh my God. It ended with AIDS coming to town. And it wasn't just it wasn't just about gay men. That's not what I'm saying. The era of decadence. This ain't about just being gay. The, when I say the era of decadence, it's motherfuckers going in, doing whatever the fuck they want to do with no kind of uh, responsibility in the shit whatsoever. And now HIV and AIDS came to remind you, like, uh-oh, you better take you better take out. Uh, be careful about who the fuck you sleep with. Because we don't we don't see we don't see that as spiritual shit go on when people come together and all that stuff. It, it, it's just facts. So that you gotta really take in consideration. I was listening to I was listening to uh, in on this group thing this week. Um, y'all know I like terror and stuff like that. I like some visions of a cult and stuff like that. I, I consider myself to be somewhat spiritual, and so. No, I am spiritual. I might cuss y'all out every day out there, but I'm spiritual. But I was listening to this lady, and she was talking about, you know, telling women, she was a, you know, a uh, person, she was saying, hey, you know, uh, she said, be careful sometimes with the males that you, you know, that you get into relationship with and stuff like that, you know, or, you know, um, you know, that you are women that you may get in, you know, she was talking, she was having a talk with women, but she was saying, you know, uh, some male, she was just talking about. There are some women like this. This occult, she was just talking about this. Uh, um, how people sometimes bring uh, their um, like occultism into the bedroom. Like if you get involved with maybe a warlock or <laughs> this, I'm, I'm going out there, y'all. So some of y'all who listen to say warlock, <laughs> okay, or something, somebody who is a male spiritualist or something like that. And she was saying, you know. You know, a lot of women can sometimes like hope for a a baby from a certain type, certain types of men, or something like that, or wanting to be pregnant, or something like that. And you have to be careful because there are men out here who use your womb to create, to do uh, spiritual, uh, (laughs) to do spiritual practices. Right? You know, they don't, they don't, they doing, they ain't trying to get you pregnant. They just trying to. Do spiritual shit. It was a very powerful little segment thing that she had. But however, we don't because we can't see and believe in the spirit realm. We don't see that kind of shit. We don't understand that we gotta really get to know people and be very thorough about relationships and stuff when they become sexual. We can't see that on the spiritual realm. So sometimes spirit has to allow some real tangible shit to come to town to make you to be responsible, to make you think, to make you say, whoa, hey, I just can't possibly just jump in there with everybody. <laughs> hold on, there's some real shit out here now, now. Now I got to go over, I mean, to have an abortion, I might have to go over two states. <laughs> Wait a minute, now, maybe I do need to use that morning. Uh, after people, or maybe I do need to put it on the counter, or maybe I do need to um, protect my energy from this person. Maybe I. It gives you a chance to take a second look because we have become excessive in this society. We become crazy. We are literally nutty. And so we want to still be acting out here irresponsible and shit. We still want to be doing wild shit. And then, you know, it, it, you, you, it, it, that, the, like I said, the age, in eight, the 80s ended in decadence. The, I mean, it, the 80s, I means the early 80s, Studio 54, things like that ended, the age of decadence ended with HIV and AIDS coming to town. spiritually showed up in my opinion, because it was an age of where people were just being you know irresponsible with it, it, with with everything, and people have become excessive, and h i v calmed all that shit down. <laughs> And I am telling you right now, it's about to be, this is from my personal spiritual opinion, it's about to be some real shit that's going to come down these pikes, and it's going to make more than abortion, uh, uh, more than uh, 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 road versus way being overturned, but it's getting ready to be some shit to meet you, to make you wise up and get responsible out in these streets. Because we become a society of ex- excessiveness, over-the-topness, not lack of consideration, lack of nothing being sacred anymore. We just, we all out of <laughs> no thinking, nothing. We have just become irresponsible <laughs> and expect to have tools there to use because of our lack of irresponsibility, tools that should be sacred for situations that that that. That are not often happening. That you that take thought, but but when we become flippant about things, and we don't really take into consideration the sacredness around sexual activity, relationships, love, and everything. I'm not saying everybody's perfect out here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when we 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 we've been a society that's been able to do a lot of crazy excess things without taking any responsibility. But you're going to have some responsibility today. See, because babies sometimes when they come, most of the people I know who have had babies in their life, let me just say this, okay. I've had friends who have become mothers and stuff like that where they they didn't mean to, and they said it changed my life. I was out here acting a fool. It changed me. It slowed me down. It brought focus. When you let it. It's saying, "Hey, now you got to be responsible. When a baby shows up, it says, 'You got. To, I'm here. Hoo-hoo. I got to be fed. I can't. You can't be partying every night. Look at when <laughs> I got a diaper that needs changing. <laughs> it's the party over, <laughs> right? If you've been out here partying irresponsibly and not taking any." Uh, re- responsibility. So, now, but you had abortion there, and you thought it was just something you go pick up. Now, now you got might go. You, now you got it's going abortion just got even more expensive because we are spiritually in a decline. and I'm telling you, it's getting ready to become some other stuff that's making it, it's going to make stuff even more expensive. It's going to make it more hard. All right, so I got a call on line three one four. What's up? It's the CC show. You're on.
3: Oh, Charlotte, how you doing?
1: My son, hey <laughs> Long time no here <laughs> Yeah,
3: you know, you uh, ain't no telling what we can run into you at any time, any place <laughs> I
1: know, I'm every, I just be trying to record so y'all can have it And then I'll I, I be out, because I, sometimes I'll be busy I've got having stuff going on, so <laughs> So yeah. I do one, like and this was a spur of the moment one
3: yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about this for a second, later Huh? See the here's the thing. Supreme Court had no reason, business ruling on that case back in the 1970s. A lot of
1: people say yeah, yes.
3: What Constitution says that? See, people get, don't want to listen and go by the U.S. Constitution. Uh-huh. It is uno, uno number one, and it's absolute. Supreme Court had no business making any decisions on same-sex marriage, and especially two of the justices. The decision was five to four, five four, four against. And that the two justices, Kagan and and Jensburg, had to recuse themselves because they really were disqualified from even sitting on that case because they had performed same-sex marriages to both of
1: them. Oh, wow.
3: See, the Democrats do some lousy, evil crap. And another point. That they don't just don't want to admit, especially black folks, not with a whole lot because they are ignorant to the fact these states are separate countries mm-hmm. they don't have to listen to the federal government. Let me ask you a question. you remember the fifty five mile an hour speed limit where you living in the- uh
1: yeah, well, I think I was yeah, I was very young though. <laughs>
3: The federal government tried to impose a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit across the country. Uh-huh. And, of course, they do like they always do. And this is the thing you want to keep in the back of your mind. They waive that carrot. That carrot being money. And I'm going to tell you how they work, too. You had states that told the federal government, go to hell. We ain't making our people yeah. drive no by. And they didn't. So the federal government comes along and says, well, if you don't, you don't get no funding. Here's the deal with that funding. If the states withheld their money that they turned over to the federal government, the federal government wouldn't have no money to bribe them with. Federal government, only they can only, they see, the states should limit their ability to borrow and they can't print no more than what they legally can collect. If you only collecting 3 trillion, you can only print 3 trillion. You can't go out and borrow 10 trillion like the debt we have today and what you have seen Joe Biden doing. Mm-hmm. The Constitution gives that right to the states. The federal government has no damn business uh going in on Abortions. That's a state issue. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But oh no, they don't want to do that because you got some factions out here that are marginal like blacks are and they want to depend on the federal government because they know they don't make up enough in no state, no country other than Mississippi, where they have about 37% of the population, they cannot outvote the populace of those states, for one thing. And then again, like I said, that's a state's choice. That's a state's right. The Constitution says that. And you know listen, when Obama think, was...
1: I- yeah, but I think too I excuse me on this but I think that when you know the black people one of the things we have a concern about when we see the states because we know what happened you know during the 19 uh, early earlier part of the 20th century and I think sometimes black people have a fear of state choice because they fear it rolling back to early 20th century so i, I which I, I you know i um are the um uh, uh, they they have a fear of that even though i think that you have to look at uh, when you when you're talking about um federal versus the states and everything you i think there are some things i think federal fe, the federal government should be over but i also understand states choice and i think that's where black people's fear goes well, in they look at everything through the, the least uh, you almost got it right yeah. You
3: almost got it right. It's not. It's the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Everything reverts back to the US Constitution. It gives the okay. states the right to even exist. That's true. The state give the the federal government gets their powers from the states. Okay. The federal government can't do nothing to the states. Nothing. I say again, they can't do nothing. It has no policing power. Just as I gave you example about the fifty five mile an hour speed limit and states say go to hell is nothing that they can do other than bribe. I mean,
1: but we do well, have amendment because okay, so the constitution, I get what you're saying, but the constitution great document. One of the great the greatest document I think in the world, even though it was written by imperfect men who, you know, who talked about freedom for all but didn't really <laughs> do that. But at the same time, um, I can understand amendments like the 13th Amendment and things like that. So because the fourth, they didn't see a world, perceive a world as we have now. So what are your thoughts on that? Because sometimes, you know, the I can't 13th see The 13th Amendment
3: idea. is still a part of the Constitution. It gives you an option to make changes, but those changes have barriers that's hard to overcome. And I'm going to give you another I, I example.
1: Like you say about I like but I agree with that I told I'm glad you said it requires
3: a vast majority of the people to say this is what we want to do that's the and way you know they that change the
1: fear Democrats are going to use <laughs> uh, I, I, I I will say that they're going to pay on black people's emotion about the 13th amendment voting rights things like that they're going to play on that emotional toll of the of the early, earliest, earlier part of the twentieth century, they're going to play the on the. Right,
3: so the Voting Rights Act had nothing to do about voting in nineteen sixty-five. It was about registration. Mhm. It had nothing to do with voting. People like to lie and say that. Even, even Fannie Lou Hamer, in her speech at the Democratic National Convention, convention when she said. She's from Illinois, Mississippi, and we went down to the state statewide to see about our ability to register to vote, not to vote. Right. Blacks were voting in the United States, have always been voting in the United States. You had some states and some local municipalities that had those restrictions, and they rightfully should have been tore down, and they were. Right. The Voting Rights Act was not it was a decree of volunteerism. States did not have to abide by it. It's hard to understand that. States did not have to abide that. It didn't apply to all the states. It even applied to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. I think Alaska too. Ain't no blacks up in Alaska, right? It,
1: yeah,
3: I mean, so I, here's I, the thing. I, yeah, I get it. Here's the thing. Just like Obama and his administration getting back to the abortion. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know why they want like let see they went over into Africa with the carriage to certain countries Liberia Nigeria Zambia Ghana Kenya and told these countries that if you want the carriage, you got to open up your society to abortion at will and same sex marriage they yeah. went to these quote unquote listen to what I say countries. You know what those countries said? They said go to hell. It's the same thing you got here when you go to Pennsylvania, when you go to Iowa, if you go to Mississippi, Alabama, if you go to Missouri and Texas, you are going to countries that's going to tell you to go to hell. That's why those states, those countries seceded from the Union during the Civil War. That's why Texas seceded, the Republic of Texas seceded from Mexico during the Civil War. They said, we don't want to be a part of you no more.
1: Get
3: you. Lincoln had no authority over them. Only, and they talk about freedom of slaves, you had slaves, now listen to this real good, that were refugees that sought refuge with Union troops. You got refugees in Ukraine that's seeking refuge in neighboring countries. So the only thing Lincoln could say was these people are free to go after the war. He couldn't tell the slaves that was in your South Carolina, Mississippi, he couldn't tell them because he had no control over those states. He thought he did because they had said goodbye. It's just like Tina Turner. Tina Turner's in Europe. U.S. can't tell Tina Turner nothing. She gave up her U.S. citizenship. Alabama gave up its membership to the U.S. Mississippi, 13 states did. And then to throw gasoline on the fire, you had some more countries here, too. And you know what they were called? They were called Indian tribes. Guess where they are listed at as being recognized in the U.S. Constitution? Indian tribes told the U.S., we ain't giving up our property because the property is protected by, really, the Fourth Amendment. Uh, I agree
1: agree with you on a lot of that. However, I think... I, it, the Civil War is such a complicated <laughs> – I mean, it's such a complicated uh, uh, thing what to talk you
3: don't, about. Who you
1: stuff, don't agree with? Well, you know, here's the thing about the Civil War. I think there were a lot of reasons for the Civil War, so many. There were a number of reasons. Slavery was, I think, part of the uh, – you know, I understand what Lincoln Lincoln, that wasn't his initial thing. But at the same time, I do – think that when the, the the states come together in a united front, sometimes the federal government, I know there's always been a war, even since, you know, the forefathers got together about what rights the state should have versus what rights they shouldn't have. But at some point, I do think sometimes federal has a, a stopping. I don't know if I disagree with what Lincoln did in the Civil War. I understood like why this. he did it. I
3: well you war, know, you, I don't know what war and bringing them back to,
1: the, back to the Union.
3: Did, you, I didn't hear. I it. mean, some Go people ahead.
1: disagree with it. I get that states had their own rights. I get because it, it was more of a state center at that time, and especially even the forefathers wanted. Uh, I think it was was it Adams that wanted more of a states uh, states state to have rights, or to, uh, you know, so I get that, and I understand the perspective of it. But also I get – I also understand uh, the Civil War being – so many people have so many disagreements on the
3: Civil War. Well, no, but it, I, well, it, I wasn't mean, that, it wasn't so many reasons. It, it was just one, if peculiar is that they said we did not want to be a part. you got states today that's contemplating that same action. I, I, tech, the state of Texas is one. Yes. And if they do, well, what are you going to do?
1: Texas always talks about succeed. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it has as much power to succeed now as it once did. So
3: yes, you know they like you know, I, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on for a sec, Charlotte. See when you make these make these assignments like that, you gotta say what. They do have that power. Me, they have a state constitution that allows that.
1: They do, but I believe the federal government has ex, has Expanded its power even more now and That if Texas
3: The, the, the federal rises, government Alright hang on for a second it would be You harder. say you believe Hang on for a second The federal government cannot expand its power No further than what the constitution allows
1: Okay and so now the constitution Think about it We have lots of interpretation This is why we're arguing Remember the supreme court now I agree now because we have conservatives in there Supreme Court the other day about, you know, they threw out New York City's gun laws or whatever, the idea of New York's gun laws and stuff like that. But at any time, that the power can come back into the hand of the – even though the Constitution no, – there no, are different people no, who no. interpret just, it wrong.
3: I hear you. Let me tell you that, too. That's not mm-hmm. true. Supreme Court, the if you look at the Constitution, does not give the Supreme Court the power to legislate, make rules, and it does not give it the power to be interpreted. You can't interpret your mama. It gives them the power to do only certain things, and that's to hear arguments and give opinions. No state has the has the right has to be made to listen to the Supreme Court. It gets down to the point: what you going to do? Well, Change.
1: the Supreme Court. I mean. It, they just made it harder for New York to keep gun laws in place they just ju- they judiciously they now that you can't say because they are a legislative body they are a judicial body so i mean even though judicial they're judicial
3: means that they their hear far no, no, <laughs> i get it, but no, their no. opinions
1: have effect
3: their opinions that is for those who want to abide by them
1: Okay, yeah, and I've, how many people do you see going just like Roe, Like this, they've overturned Roe v. Wade? Okay, yeah. so most of the states immediately started saying, hey, we're going to take, we're getting ready, Missouri, all of them started saying, hey, we're getting ready to ban it. So understand that. So it does have some influence and effect on uh, on the states. So, you know, because it's the main judicial body, but I'm, and has that court changes, that's what the scary part of it is because it's now become more political than it once was, I think. I mean, it's always been political, but now it's even more so nowadays. Has it
3: changed? The is, you know, the, you see, it's not about feeling. It's not about ought to be or should to be. It's about the United States Constitution is – Uno, number one. It's the same thing with people there. of religious persuasion, and the word of God is uno, number one.
1: Okay, so God think about this. We have separation mm-hmm. of church and state in, in in the Constitution, but that has been... No, red- no,
3: no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not no separation between church and state. It never it was. It says what the U.S. Congress cannot do. It doesn't, think, people don't but, have to be.
1: But they have Congress been, but, can they,
3: make, Congress but they. Congress cannot make a government religion.
1: But, but they have interfered with church laws or Christian or Christian ideas or church ideas. They and there was wrong
3: in doing that. People, people so went that's, along that's with it. What, they didn't what, have to. So,
1: so now you have people who feel like they the interpretation, their interpretation of the Constitution. Like for instance, I think it's clear cut and dry the Constitution. Okay, that that's my personal It is. There's no
3: such thing as interpreted. It. But now clear you as have people bill. like,
1: say for instance, Barack Obama. He he was a constitutional law, a law lawyer, and he he, he was interpreted it completely different.
3: <laughs> he was a shyster.
1: I get, but he interpret his interpretation of those laws
3: he has no root he has no basis to do that that's not his job as a president the I constitution you, spells he, out a president's job and they can't go beyond that
1: but now that is now I'm I'm saying that that influence now is muddying the water of the idea of of constitution what is the you constitution know what you, is?
3: you know why you know why is because people are ignorant they are ignorant
1: and you can and because of that you can be able to there they have been able to reinterpret they they are being
3: bamboozled because of their ignorance
1: i agree with that and but think about has the more the public becomes more and more ignorant to you i mean you got most of the public that don't even know uh, that you know how to how to interpret. I mean, the three legislative bodies they don't even <laughs> they don't even you know, know. that's what regardless. That
3: the thing is is that you got people that are ignorant, and now what's happening is states yes. are drawing their lines. The lines are already. Let me tell you something else. You got the federal government that's breaking the law by bringing in illegals, people that's not supposed to be in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, the federal government responsibility is to the national borders. You know what the national borders are. You walk out on the beach mm-hmm. and take your foot and as soon as your foot hit wet waters you in the international you in the waters, okay, and you come back in where it's dry and come back in by an additional twenty feet. That is national borders. That's what the federal government is supposed to protect. And you come back further into land, where are you at now? You are in a state's border. Federal government are not to be bringing illegal people across state lines unless the state allow that. And they're getting away yeah. with that crap.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, hey, but that's more and more because, listen, I think they can read. I mean, they have shown no regard for the Constitution in, in, in regards to that. There is, It's almost as if, well, what I mean, they that's why I'm then, saying.
3: They, they disregard state constitutions. And see, the state has its military also. You know what it's called? It's called not the National, the National Guard. Okay,
1: that's how you're
2: going to say. It's the state
3: militia.
1: Oh, wow, I didn't, okay. I didn't know that.
3: That's the state's army. The state militia would consist of who? The people. That's why the federal government wants to disarm the people.
1: I I agree with this. Now, I do agree agree with the uh, the, um, the Second Amendment. I think that is exactly what it says it is. However, you have people who are trying to reinterpret that. So... As 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 more as, as the people fall for it, the more and more I think you will see an eroding of what the traditional constitution and what the uh what the founding the fathers meant.
3: The Second Amendment is clear as a bill. Well. You shall not infringe, which means you cannot put barriers up for people having weapons. You can't tell right. a person that's than 18 they cannot have weapons. That is totally against the U.S. There's nowhere in the place that says you can do that. No, you can't say that you can't have ammunition. Where in the hell is that at in the Constitution? You can't do that unless people yeah. agree to it.
1: Hey,
3: it's, You it's know, when be you were born, Charlotte, when you were born, you were born with all the rights of the universe. When human beings see human beings was born and came along before what? They was here before governments, right? Right. There wasn't no government when human beings was here. The only governance that you had was the governance of nature. Like if you jump right. off a damn cliff you're gonna fall on the ground, it's gonna hurt. That's a that's a law of nature.
2: Right, right. Human
3: beings at some point in time created governments and governments create laws And the law would take away your inalienable rights. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: That's the only thing. So you could walk down the street butt naked. You could have your gun hosted on your waist and you butt naked. Only people, the only thing that stopped that was laws. Right. Laws take away your rights. Then you have a thing called societal norms. Societal norms is that a male marries a female. That's a societal norm.
0: A societal
3: norm is in the society a male may have two or three wives. That's a societal norm. That's something that society has agreed upon that overrules any courts. That's why come in this country you had age a limit for marrying as early as 12. And something really up there in the northeast corner is still on the books. You can marry a girl that's 12 years old if her parents consent to it. It's going back to the power of the parent to have to have uh, control over their child. What's yeah, going on now? In society? They're trying to take the parent out of the equation. Every place you look, that's some damn leftist. They got the got well, something wrong I, with I their want mind. To
1: take the, I want the, I want I don't want to marry a twelve year old. <laughs> so yeah, but well, I get that's what tough, you're saying. But, but wait there, a
3: minute. Wait a minute, Charlotte. You don't yeah. want your child married at twelve. But you can't tell somebody else's child somebody else's child that they're married, they should marry if in fact if that's what they think is okay. Now, we live in a different time. Right. We are not living in the 1700s when females at that time had a married quicker maturity. It was, very uh,
1: it was a, yeah, they had a very different time. Yeah, even in my grandmother's didn't. time, it was a very different time. Young girls married. They were much more mature. They had been doing, they, their lives were very different. But today, a 12-year-old, I don't think, I do think government has to step in and say, uh, no.
3: <laughs> no. The <it's laughs> government you know, has, and you know, here's another it. point. There's nothing in the Constitution saying that the federal government has anything control over marriage marriage is a, is a is a religious pretext you have a contract that's respected and marriage is uh, is up to the religious pretext in churches that's where marriage ceremony is performed. The person that gives that 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 the okay is that preacher, uh, whoever the justice well, of the people. Well, now teacher, they, you know, they, there are things. all
1: kinds of ministers all across society. Now churches have become people set up churches. They they become all kinds of things now. People set up in the neighborhood church. So it's,
3: it's you hear such what a weird you yeah, but you hear what you just said. People, not the government. <laughs> people.
1: Yes. Very interesting. The, I mean, hey, interesting arguments you make. <laughs> Very
2: interesting.
3: No, just think about one thing. Uh-huh. That U.S. Constitution is your basis. Everything goes back to it. Anything else is like saying a child gives birth to its mothers. We are putting stuff backwards and trying to leave out that document. If it don't say it can exist, then it can't exist. That is, unless people let it exist. And then you got other people say what you are letting to exist is not right. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. I ain't going by it.
1: Get you. Well, now I think that you we're it's a we're in a different time in society where I think that society is allowing a lot of things, and I I can actually actually see. In probably the next 10 to 20 years, the Constitution being unrecognizable.
3: <laughs> no, so, it's not. I mean, if, 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 if that's the case, then the person across the street can kill you with no repercussion. If there's no constitutional law, that it's just new
1: Because we're, we're no longer, I can see craziness. It's like the when we have the movies like The Purge. I can see the purge happening. I I, that that stuff like that does not surprise me. I would not be surprised because the way society is going, so society is not paying attention anymore to that document has the leading. Yeah, but you got
3: people that do. This is what if you don't want to abide by it, just do what Tina Turner did. Simple. Don't try to make others be like what you want them to be when they are following their own doctrine. The doctrine for them, the uno-one is the Constitution. For some people, it's the Bible. So if you don't like God, why are you trying to coerce people who do to be like you?
1: And that's what's going to happen.
3: People are going to draw their line. I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I don't want my kids playing with you. That's what they're going to do. I hope And and actually, they're doing it.
1: I hope that but i I see society moving very dangerously towards even with freedom free speech, I mean all the thing all these things look at Elon Musk like Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter right now, and like he is having such a hard time because people they, they really don't want him to make it a town square they don't want well it's already a town square, but they really don't want him to impose. Freedom of speech laws on on that platform because
3: because Twitter, Facebook, and other social media outlets is is just like uh, it's just like southwestern bell. It's like Mm -hmm. southwestern bell. They are common carriers that's used by the public. Public can say anything on there. Of course, you can't go out and threaten somebody. You shouldn't be anyway. But even if you did, right, so
1: right.
2: hey,
3: you can call on the phone and tell somebody you' coming over to kick their ass.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, well, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's a very crazy. I I don't know. It's just I just think that if freedom of speech and we, if you can kick a president off, I, at this point, I don't think too much of anything. I don't think there's anything sacred anymore in terms of the Constitution because people, the now people are using, I have my interpretation, you have your interpretation. So I get what you're saying, but...
3: <laughs> now, really, the Constitution said that governments can't limit speech. It doesn't say people can't limit speech. It says governments, yeah. the government, the federal government can't limit your speech. It's just like when you had people that were declaring religious exemptions. getting the shots, then you had other people sitting there and saying, well, I don't believe in your religious conviction. Mm -hmm. I don't think you got a religious conviction. Well, that's not that person's responsibility. A person's religious conviction between them and whoever their God is, not for somebody who works in HR to say, well, I don't believe that you are really sincere in your religious conviction." That ain't their responsibility. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's Interesting. Is that, that, interesting. One, what, we'll is
3: that not the case with Muhammad Ali? Uh, shall I say Cassius Clay? Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, it's a. It, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it's an interesting. It's interesting how we'll see how this all plays out. But yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I hear your. I hear your thoughts on it. <laughs>
2: Well right. On, I'll see you on later. On that
1: note, I'm gonna go to my break. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for I always like listening to, to hear your opinion, even when it's different from mine. <laughs> he, I mean, he, I, I love some of the things because he brings up some really great points about how I think there's an interpret a, a, a different interpretation about the Constitution. And I, really, I always like to hear him talk because sometimes. Um, Here's the thing, sometimes people have different thoughts than what, you know, even what I have. And so I listen to I listen to somebody who even when if, if if it's different from me now, of course. Now, I do believe I my personal belief is that the federal government does have to have a responsibility sometimes that the states shouldn't be left up to their own devices all the time. That's just my personal opinion, okay? The state should not be left up to their own devices all the time. But I understand state's law, and I understand that black people, sometimes that we have a little bit of nervousness regarding state's law because of our history in this country, and a lot of, there was a lot of state-sanctioned racism backed by the federal government. So we don't want to go to those times anymore. However, um, like he said, which is interesting, you can, it's hard to re- repeal stuff like the 13th Amendment and stuff like that because of, that is a part of the constitutional document all in some senses already. So you can't ratify and stuff like that. So I, I really, I always love discussions like that. It's very interesting. And when we get to talk about the Civil War, oh my God, the Civil War, <laughs> there are so many thoughts <laughs> about the Civil War in, uh, in and of itself. We have to save that for another day. I think, I, you know, I may have Christian come on. One time and talk to us about the Civil War and uh, her thoughts on, uh, on 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 the Civil War because you know and Cole wrote a great book about uh, all the presidents and uh, how they affect African American history and Africans throughout the world diaspora. So uh, maybe we'll have her come on and talk to us about that and her thoughts on that again one day. Okay, all right. So guys. That's my thoughts on the abortion. I'm glad uh, he called in and gave, uh, uh, and gave uh, called in gave me his uh, conservative point of view on the matter. My point of view is that spiritually, we just being we just being reined in. (laughs) It's it's time to control yourself. (laughs) It's time to start thinking. It's time to get back to you. It's time to not, you know, certain things in society happen that make you. uh, make uh, that that cause us to reconsider some of the things we're doing and how we're doing it. And I think sexuality in this society and how we approach the uh, sexual energy and vibe. I'm not saying you can't go out there and have you some good time and have you uh, some hot sex or all that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that being responsible when you're doing it. <laughs> And be, be and having consideration for the situation, understanding that hey, you know what, it, this could probably this person like, it could be probably a pregnancy here or stuff like that. Just understanding that we have to be more uh, uh, aware and present in these decisions now, okay? Okay, you guys, when I get back, I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the stuff I wanted to talk about uh, from last week's show, and I'll get to that. In the meanwhile, um, in, in meanwhile, here is Love Train. I love this one, the original one by Confunction. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll be back in a moment.
0: Welcome, Petro. Girl, you get Got me.
2: I heard
1: some of that mess <laughs> From the verses <laughs> Oh my god It was a hot mess Now Mario said you always been able to see Mario just came along in the wrong age You know of music <laughs> I mean the time He was looking for dancers and boy bands And Mario got caught up. Mario always been a, a really good singer, even though last night to me wasn't his best vocals. I've seen Mario live; boy, he's bad. But listen, let me tell y'all something. Y'all bring that Kevin Ross with again? Somebody, listen. that Kevin Ross is the truth. Listen here, you know who I love to see Maxwell. Maxwell, please somebody know Maxwell, please tell me Maxwell can Kevin Ross open up one of your days? You, he needs to open up in Vegas. He needs to open up your show. Get Kevin Ross. <laughs> oh God, Kevin Ross. I would go I'd be so excited. I saw Kevin Ross there. I saw Kevin Ross, um, in Kansas City open up for um and I knew who he was. Let me check check this out. I knew who Kevin Ross was because Maxwell. Maxwell had put up one day a song him doing he redid prototype. And I was like, Damn, that's what you said. So I started listening to his stuff. And um, and uh, I saw him at Kansas. So he opened up for, um, what's the dude? Oh, God, I forgot his name now. Ro James. He opened up for Ro James. He we went to this little club to see Ro James. That little boy is. He's a little boy to me. That he, he cold, okay? Cold. That little Kevin Ross is it, okay? I I ain't heard a bad song yet. <laughs> Man, I would love to see him open up for Maxwell. He would be dope. Oh my God, that's my I love that song, baby. She left so long. Ooh, my God. you know what? I, that's what I love about certain, like certain music. I love lyrics. I'm a big lyrics person. So I love the lyrics to that song, you know, because it's, it's like a conversation. You know, like, you know, lately you tested my patience. You know, that's two times in a row for you. feel so curvy and it's overdue. I love the lyrics, right? But I also like the music when they get this beautiful sound. It just takes you away. Like, you can see yourself grooving to that on, a like, a summer night, the wind blowing. You out. Oh, my God. Man, it's just, it's just. I love that. So I I think his music is dope like that. So I love artists like Kevin Ross. All right. It's the CC show. I am Carlotta, and I am back. Y'all probably just missed me and Pianchi's discussion. Pianchi called in. We talked about, you know, um, uh, uh, Roe versus Wade and Constitution, all that fun stuff. So you guys should probably catch that later on uh, if you'd like to listen back to us, go uh, back and forth about it. Uh, Man, Okay. I was talking about, uh, yeah, I was talking about Kevin Ross because I was saying Kevin Ross is dope. They put Kevin Ross on the verse with this little young boy. He run y'all out of town. Shit. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. I love way that, But anyway, the verse is last night. I do want some, I got to play Ray J now. <sighs> when I heard Ray J this morning, this season, one wish. My, I was like, it was so early in the morning. I was like, shit, it's too early in the morning for this shit, right they Right Day, what did you do it? So check this out. This is of the verses, y'all. Check this out. Oh 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 oh. a superstar, wish to have
2: a fancy car, wish to have a million bucks. Oh, well, I wish you don't be in his arms, so pretty baby. Make one wish and I wish it all to do. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Oh, baby, look at the paper, don't it be so good. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. <laughs> and he was holding the baby the whole time. <laughs> oh, somebody made it read. He had the baby's <laughs> head. A complete hot-ass mess. Oh,
2: listen.
1: I knew that verse was going to be shit Really, I did I really did, did From a warrior and watermelon out to audience That was too much shit Too much shit going on I, It's just a hot mess, okay But I'm not surprised Mario won that Because Mario can sing <laughs> And that's that, alright um, i Also this week we gotta talk about Beyonce. Beyonce releases her new song, and can I tell y'all something? I hate it, but it was it's it's, it's I feel like it's I feel like I'm kind of getting possessed by it. It's like I hear it in the background. You wanna break myself? You break myself. It's like a, a uh, I tell everybody. i like I hear bouncing in my head. <laughs> it's like if you listen to it once, it hunts you. Listen, okay. Let me tell y'all the truth about what I think about this Beyonce song. okay? here's the deal: y'all gonna pretend to like it. Y'all gonna pretend that it's a renaissance out here when they never nineties flow back. Like she didn't come, up, she didn't show up at Day, but she did show up at Crystal. What was it Crystal Waters? Who is it now? Uh, what's the other one? Robin? The the nineties house music thing. I should. She, <laughs> let me just be honest with y'all about Beyonce, okay? First of all, that little Chloe, little Chloe, little Chloe, little Chloe, little one is what I call her. Because she's little Beyonce, so I call her little one. I was about to tell little Chloe to put her shit back up on the shelf. But damn that, Chloe. Chloe, you should go hard. Go hard. Make your team go hard. You should be interviewing with podcasters everywhere. Just putting your son. That, that surprise, oh, oh, that surprise is a fire. Sexy, it's just oh, it's se- the video sexy. Ooh, it's a sexy. I like a sexy song. Y'all know I'm the y'all. I love surprise song. Ooh, it's so sexy. It's hot. It's what Beyonce shoulda did. Now you won't break my soul. I'm gonna tell everybody. uh, uh what is it i i'm gonna quit my job in the inflation time beyonce's being unrealistic trying to be deep out in these motherfucking streets no beyonce beyonce you know what would have surprised me had you did something like little chloe because that's your lane what i mean is come out be sexy and see listen a lot of people getting mad at sierra for twerking because they're saying oh she's supposed to be married so she's doing twerking on a video sierra's an entertainer She's not just Russell Wilson's wife. She's an entertainer. An entertainer, they do videos and they require acting. She's she's doing she's being at in some senses her videos acting. She's acting like this girl who's a twerking girl. She's trying she's still trying to remain hip. It's a balancing act. Still trying to remain hip to her audience. But also embracing her role as mom and, 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 and wife and everything like that. And shout out to Russell. It's not him being a simp. And a lot of you dudes need to stop that. I know y'all trying. Y'all think y'all, because a lot of y'all, y'all ain't married. Y'all be talking all this shit. But Russell is married. And it don't matter whether Sierra, if she think she going to leave, him, she you think she's this or that, you she think she's whatever, whatever. It don't even matter. She has the right to do whatever the fuck she want to do, and he do too. But what I'm saying is, right now, he's committed and understanding of her career. And I think that's dope. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Beyonce, don't nobody say nothing about Beyonce show her ass all the time. She married Jay-Z. She show her ass all the time. That's Beyonce. Beyonce's always showing her ass on Ivy Court. Now, I really would have loved to see Beyonce be an actress again, get back to being a little normal, like take her career and shift it. Like I want to see Beyonce because I believe that the thing that keeps Beyonce from great complete greatness to me is not her not embracing herself, trying to be something, trying to prove to everybody that she's some sort of deep artist when she just should just be fun and be herself. This is so. And she's had such a contrived career, and so I want I want to see her loosen up a bit. Like I would have loved to see her do a song like Surprise and be sexy, and not with Jay-Z in the video, with another man, because you a singer, you a singer, you, you do videos. I would have loved to see her get out her element, have fun. Like, let's see the woman Beyonce again, because now all I see when she comes, I don't know if they – I don't think of Beyonce as a person anymore. I look at her as like a robot or something because there don't be nothing in her eyes no more. I saw a video the other day of Beyonce talking to her back in the B-Day days, and I was actually like, wow, I remember her. She was smiling, and the light was in her eyes. It looked like she was home. Like she like now when she shows up, she will look like she's home. You're like, there's somebody there. She's just smiling and just talking. And I, and blah, blah, blah. Even on the documentaries. Like, when she be talking, it still seems like ain't nothing there. But I miss this little fun girl. I mean, not, you know, I know you got to evolve. I get that. But I miss the glow, the, the the person who didn't have any, like, any hang-ups and stuff like that. And this was, it's just now I see a robot, and I really feel like this. Really, you won't break my soul song and stuff? This keep your things is going to hype it up for a little while. But, you know, unless you have some bangers on that album, I go to the way of black fifteen. I don't like that song for Beyonce. Sorry, I just don't. Don't be mad at me. It is what it is. Not quite our sure day, but house music is in my mind. <laughs> You know when she, she and so if I'm little Chloe right now, she drops that break my soul crap on your head. But you know what I do, little Chloe? Since they believe in competition, I'd be, comp- be competing. I'd be out here. i have my team every... i have my little son everywhere. I'd be playing that little sexy son and I'd beat, <laughs> beat her with her own shit. I'd beat her with her own shit. I'd beat Beyonce with her own shit. Because, you know, that's what little Chloe is. Little one is Beyonce. Now, she's a more sexy version of a sexy risque version of Beyonce. She's a more risque. Beyonce Beyonce wanted to get that risque. She's a sexy risque, more risque. She's more, you know, she's she she be saying, you know, we actually we Beyonce always threw little, you know, little sexy stuff in there. And partition was the one where she really got really raunchy, but little Chloe coming right, little, little Chloe come right to the point. I was like, hold up, it. She, she, little Chloe, like surprised, pulled my panties to the side and all that. Song. She's a, she a hot mama, okay. So I will come out here and I'm running Beyonce out back to her house to consider if she want to come out in these streets. I be like, nah, nah, mentor. I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, I, I, I have no respect. And for you, thank God I have no respect for you as competition I'm about to run your ass back home So you should rethink if you want to come back out here I'm going to run you back home with your own shit <laughs> And that's what I'm doing If I'm close I'm out here, I'm selling the fuck out of my song And that surprise song is dope Okay, it's way better than that You won't break my soul shit Okay, I'm going say what I said I said <laughs> And then use the old beat too Bitch Get out of here with your lack of creation, creativity ass, right now, Beyonce. Sit your ass down and come up with some shit. You bet. Tell people quit their job in the middle of an infl- a- a- recession, so, or getting ready to be a recession shit. And inflation is high, gas is high. And Beyonce's coming. Quit man, I just quit my job. I'm sleeping good at night. Yeah, you sure you are? How that money you got over here? Let me tell these kids cute. These kids here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. What else did we say we were going to talk about this week? We talked about the curries last week. I talked about the wife. <laughs> I briefly touched on the curries, Like, you know, uh, it, it, it. <laughs> I think we briefly touched on it at the end of the show. So there's nothing that I have to, I don't think I have to go back to that. uh whole thing about the Currys. Uh I did want to talk about um uh this great article in political, okay? It's Biden's power broken, how Susan Rice defied critics and created a White House po- uh, policy system. Okay, it says, Domestic Policy Council Director is elbowing her way through the biggest debate inside of Washington. And uh, uh, it was written beginning like uh, June 12th, but it says, for more than a year, Democratic lawmakers and like-minded advocates have pleaded with Joe Biden to create a gun seizure to address the epidemic of violence. Each time the president's team pushed back with force, contending it has the perfect person already in place. Someone with command over the issues and extraordinary access to the president himself. The person is Susan Rice. Okay, so we see why this bitch didn't want to take that job. She didn't want to take that job. Uh, 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 she, she, she she didn't want to be VP because she's like, bitch, I'm going to be shadow president. What y'all talking about? My As the director of the Domestic Policy Council, Rice leads a team of roughly a dozen staffers examining ways to push through modest gun reform should Congress again falter and explore new executive orders even if lawmakers succeed. Her ascendant to the role of point person on guns marks the latest chunk of policy turf over which she has claimed jurisdiction, joining a sprawling portfolio that stretches from per, um, uh, poli- uh, p- policing and racial justice To student loan debt Immigration, healthcare policy Including a prime piece of protecting Abortion rights The, score, the scope of her fiefdom Is is as remarkable as she managed To secure it Having uh, skewed a public uh, Facing role Rice has relied on the combination of internal Maneuvering and bureaucratic know-how To place herself at the nerve center Of some of the fiercest debates Rolling in uh, Washington. rolling Washington. Now, she's further cementing her status with the, with the president in the process. Rice and Biden meet multiple times a week. Has the president prepared for his recent primetime address on guns? She joins him on several occasions in his residence. Senior A says Biden trusts her so, trust in her is so profound that she can see him whenever she needs to. I've seen it. A recently departed senior White House official said of the relationship, you see it in the meetings. You see how he talks about her in the meetings, even when she's not around. Now, this is interesting because he fucking picked Kamala Harris for his VP, who looks like a fish out of the fucking water. Like, what the fuck? Well, how the fuck did I get <laughs> here? Like, Joe Biden looks like how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> but it says, in an interview with 21 Current and 13 Formal, White House administration staffers, along with two dozen officials on Capitol Hill, and from across the party and advocacy world, Rice is described as the underappreciated political operator, a pragmatist, consumed with putting points on the board, and a process-obsessed micromanager. She personally goes through and edits her staff's typos. In the memos, and they draft. Oh, she's sorry. I tripped away for it. Rice's elevated stature in the West Wing has come with fierce loyalty from colleagues and, and praise so super-laden uh, uh, super super that it borders on uh, desertification. More recently, it has led to speculation inside the White House that she will succeed Ron Klain should he leave the chief of staff post. Rice has privately told people in recent days that she has no interest in the, in, the, in the job, describing herself as a policy person at heart. There's a reason she is the only person in American history to have led both the White House National Security Council and Domestic Policy Council Klein said She has unique talents, intellect, and determination to get results. But her style has also irritated lawmakers and high-ranking officials on Capitol Hill. To some former colleagues, And outside advocates, Rice has come to personify a kind of risk-averse, incremental approach to policymaking that they fear falls short of addressing the country's needs and will ill-serve the Democrats in midterms and elections beyond. Now, listen, you can read this complete article on a political. I think it's very interesting. I think she is the power behind the throne. (laughs) And here's the thing. They always put somebody there. The question, because, you know, I always feel like presidents are red-haired. Like, you really, you need to look who's behind it. And when you, you see Susan Rice, then you need to see who's behind her to know who's running that White House. That's how I say that for y'all. Okay. And I thought it was interesting that she didn't want to be, be pre, because, you know, she 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 probably knows there's more power in being uh, being the shadow president. Okay. So I'm not surprised in, in my personal opinion, what I consider a shadow president. Okay. Very, very interesting. Um, also last week, what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, uh, we talked about, uh, Air and B, and B and B rentals turned into real estate gold mines with easy money mortgages. Um, that's not what I wanted to talk to you guys. It's something about Airbnb, but I'm going to skip that. I'll probably save that for another time. Um, Jay-Z's Bitcoin school. Should we talk about that? I think we should. I think I told y'all I was going to talk to y'all about that in the next, on the next show. um. Let's see. It says J Bitcoin this is from the Guardian dot com. It says JC's Bitcoin School met with skepticism in his former housing project. I don't have no money to be losing. <laughs> Where do they come up with these ideas to do such shit? I don't know what they be thinking out here in these streets for. These, these celebrities are hilarious. But it says the hip hop mogul loves to rap about his roots in Brooklyn's Marcy housing project. But classes in cryptocurrency show the billionaire is out of touch, residents say. Marcy House, the 28 acre public housing development in Brooklyn's Bedford Stuyvesant uh, neighborhood, am I saying that right? Uh, is best known as a pillar of rapper term mogul Jay-Z's New York persona. Built in 1949 as part of a push by the New York Housing Authority to house cities in low-income residents, Marcy had fallen into a state of dangerous dis- disrepair. By the 1970s, when Jay-Z, whose real name is Sean Carter, was born up there. Where well, I'm from, Marcy's son ain't nothing nice, he raps. Where I'm from, Marcy that's That's the way I'm gonna, always going to be, he declares in 2017, Marcy needs. But while hip hop's first confirmed billionaire remains intent, is he really a billionaire? You know, I hate talking saying people are billionaire sometimes because it's like it's, Forbes says it. You know, they be point paying allegedly paying for articles. It's really hard to determine who who really is a billionaire. When you when we're talking about what I'm gonna say is when we're talking about asset billionaire, just understand assets change. You know. You know, they can change trade. Like, y'all know this shit. We've talked about this before on here, okay? But uh, it says, remains intent on abandoning his roots. Residents of Marcy houses, houses expressed annoyance and skepticism at Carter's latest venture, the Bitcoin Academy. A series of free financial literacy courses offered exclusively to Marcy tenants this summer. On Wednesday, has Bitcoin uh, market break two-year loans? Few residents were aware of cryptocurrency taxes set to begin next week as a project sponsored by Carter and his friend and fellow crypto promoter Jack Dorsey, Twitter former owner, the founder of Twitter. At least some of the uh, advertising, uh, of course, appears to have been simply dumped on the floor of buildings. It's kind of late to be doing that when people are trying to hold on to their dollar and everything is so expensive, said 58-year-old retiree Myra Raspberry. People don't want to be investing money knowing that they might have a chance of losing it. Raspberry says she has seen news reports about Bitcoin crash, and had no interest, interest in participating in the course. Every dime I get, I can. I got to go to rent phone, TV, and internet. I don't have money like that to be losing. If I did, I would try to invest in something that's more reliable, like that. Bas- <laughs> like the basketball game last night. You know, I'm going to win something from that. She hasn't heard anybody talking about Bitcoin in her community. She said people are looking to make money, not lose it. The average household income for the public uh housing resident in New York is twenty. 20- 20- Can you imagine living twenty 24- four? Oh Jesus, it's twenty four thousand dollars. Twenty four four hundred and fifty four uh dollars. Twenty four thousand four hundred and fifty four dollars according to the New York uh housing residents. Can you imagine living on twenty four thousand dollars in New York City? The fuck? Jeez. I'm trying I don't even want to imagine. That's tough and shit. Wow. Uh it says the 12-week Bitcoin Academy course will be taught by Lamar Wilson, who runs the website Black Bitcoin Billionaire, and Naja J. Roberts, founder and CEO of the Brick and Marto Crypto, who in California called Crypto Blockchain Plug. The simple goal is to provide people tools to build independence for themselves and them in the communities around them, according to the course, and Marcy hopefully the first of many. Okay. A spokesperson from Bitcoin Academy said the participants will receive a free mobile hotspot device and a smartphone with a data plan as they sit for lectures on the topics including what is money, what is blockchain, and how how not to get scammed. The Academy also plans to grant students a small amount of Bitcoin worth around twenty to twenty five dollars if they learn to set their own digital wallets. Let's stop. He is out of touch. And the first thing, you know, when we're talking financial literacy, the, the last thing you need to be teaching people in, who are in the projects, some people have knowledge of Bitcoin, but like the lady said, no, they're just trying to keep their dollars. The first thing you should have came in there with financial literacy courses about budgeting, how to handle your money, how to live, uh, how to save when you're making $24,000, how to – to, to to come in there with some Bitcoin shit. Negro, don't know nobody know nothing about no Bitcoin when they trying to live off $24,000 in fucking New York City. They ain't got time for that bullshit. You crazy as fuck. Who would tell him to do that? And people in the, in Bitcoin ain't been doing well. And you going to go down there and shit. Crazy as fuck. Go so down to the poorest part. And not give them know not just basic financial literacy tools on how they can you know learn to do their money better, basic things they can learn to do and help themselves live better. But this motherfucker's gonna come down there with some Bitcoin, and you know it's like it's a part of it's like I don't know he probably means well, but it's in some senses I feel like it's like I heard Yvette Cornell said it's social engineering in some ways. This is crazy in the projects. It says, the spokesperson said an open house event at Marcy over the weekend drew a larger and eager crowd, mostly seniors and young people. But younger marquee tenants who spoke to the Guardian were unenthused. Naisha Figueroa, a 24-year-old resident who plans to work as a caretaker for mentally challenged people, said the Bitcoin Academy is saying unhelpful to residents. Half the people that's going to go to that class probably just going to go to the class for that $25 that you get. The other half of the people, they'll probably take what they learned and forget it down the line. Bigorel said Bitcoin class signified how out of touch the rapper was with his former home. If you want to do something, fix this place up, she said. We have a basketball court with no hoops. Our park is broken up in here. He should be doing more for his community, not no Bitcoin Academy. The only thing I can say he really did for us was the Christmas stuff. Every Christmas he would come around and he would give out free toys to the kids, or like pocketbooks, perfumes, little MP3 players. That was good. The Bitcoin name. Uh Think of where the holiday giveaways haven't happened in a while. He stopped coming around, and then it was just his mother that was coming around for a long period of time. Now I don't even know if they do that anymore. (sighs) Listen, there are more ways that you can help those people in that area. And sometimes it takes you not to listen to people. You know, you need to come down and see the needs of the people if you really want to help and give back and not be on some bullshit (laughs) with Bitcoins. So, really crazy story, right? So, uh, interesting. If you want to read the full stories from com. okay? Uh, what next I want to talk to y'all about? What's next out here in the street? I said I was going to talk to y'all about part two. Uh, we talked about the, uh, We covered about Jennifer Hudson. Um. I think we talked about everything. I think I talked about most of the part two. Okay. We talked about Britney Spears Iron Pratt Clack, uh preen up last time. I can't remember exactly what the other stuff it was I was gonna talk to you guys about. Okay, um there was an interesting argument this week about saucy Santana called out for miss uh mis- uh, misogyny, uh, you know, after saying gays uh gays are the blue uh prince. Um During Juneteenth weekend performance in Dallas, Texas, Texas, Saucy Santana shouted out the gay community, the tween songs, uh, the Walk Like a Dog rapper explained to the audience why gay men are the blueprint. One time for the LGBT LGBT in this bitch, he told the audience, because I want you to know gays run the motherfucking world. Bitch, when these hoes need their hair done, they call gays. When these hoes need a salad, they call the motherfucking gays. When them hoes need they motherfucking face done, they call it gays. And when they need advice about their dog, dog-ass baby baby, they call the gays. 'Cause Because we are the motherfucking blueprint to this bitch. Sasha Santana also beats himself up for holding it down in the rap game for his community. A gay rapper that's really running shit out here, he added, I've been holding it motherfucking down for all us bitches. So don't hate, congratulate, bitch. Sasha Santana getting on stage and saying that women need gay men to teach us women to how to be well women, women is wild. one woman tweeted many others pointed out what he said is proof that black gay queer men can also be misogynistic men believing women are dumb lack creativity and capable of functioning without their guidance is nothing new someone also wrote on twitter uh men believing women who are nothing more than are me- ornamental is nothing new disdain for women is not new i don't know why y'all are shocked by Saucy and tanis misogyny uh mis- Misogyny been here. Another person opposed that South Sea Santana is misogynistic, like Clinton. Some proximity to, femin- to femininity does not make them a woman, and someone's proximity to femophobia does not mean they can be misogynistic. Another Twitter uh, user pointed out that gay men do a lot more here than makeup. Here we go again gay men are the more, more than stylish makeup artists, and a woman should cry on activists, teachers, uh, uh a woman uh oh excuse me. Here we go again. Gay men are more than stylist, makeup artists and a woman's shoulder to cry on. Activists, teachers, doctors, lawyers and so much more. I'm sick of Saucy Santana. Um Uh and Claudia Jordan talks about this whole thing too on her show. Listen, let me just say this. Tati Santana is not wrong for a certain segment of women. Um, In the entertainment world, a lot of gay fashion world and stuff like that. A lot of gay males um, tend to run those industries, and with in elite circles of women, okay, Uh, uh, certain types of women. So, you know, what did I say on my post here? I'm going to read kind of look about what I said. I said, well, I blame the entertainment industry for this in some senses. In the world of entertainment and elite circles, he's kind of right, or at least they pushed that narrative out into the general public. Some, not all gay males, think that they are now the standard for femininity. This was a narrative pushed and driven by the entertainment business for the last 30 years. The fashion world has dominated at least what we're shown by gay, the gay male perspective. This is not meant to be offensive, but to prove a point, The young man's world is probably limited to those circles now, and he thinks uh, this is where women in the world are because of that strong influence. In some senses, he's right, I said, but only in in a limited circle, okay, which is elite uh, 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 elite, and and a lot of the entertainment industry. Personally, regular women – living their lives every day <laughs> a lot of us have female hairdressers a lot of us have female makeup artists a female just did my makeup i've never had a gay i don't think i've ever had a gay male do my makeup and not my hair in a long time like when i was young i think once but not no time not no mostly women but i think the entertainment industry has perpetuated this narrative that gay males set the standard for femininity, set the standard for how a woman should dress, set the standard for how a woman should look. And this is no sense to them because gay men do help a lot with ideas and, and creatives and stuff like that in the fashion industry. But women, I'm agreeing with Claudia in some senses that women need no don't need a problem being feminine, but women in those industries have somehow sometimes uh through uh waved the white flag of surrender and surrendered a lot of the femininity aspects of the business to males they're just having to be gay so it's a very interesting argument i do agree with him in the circles that are elite and entertainment world they do push that narrative that makes him think that they are needed to teach women to be feminine but the everyday average woman they they live quite differently. And I'm not talking about the elite circles in the LANSA and so places like that, okay? So very interesting. Um listen, I told y'all about that. Supergonorrhea is back. This is according to uh MSN doctors, a man contracted a new antibiotic resistant supergonorrhea strain after having sex on an international trip. So y'all be wearing your comments out here in these international streets. It says an Australian, an Austra- Austrian man caught a new strain of gonorrhea that is resistant to common treatment. He had unprotected sex with a sex worker in Cambodia, according to scientists. If such strains keep spreading, many gonorrhea cases might become untreatable, they said. Uh-oh. An Aust- Austrian man who had sex aboard abroad. Didn't I tell y'all? Hold up. They said many gonorrhea cases might become untreatable. Did I tell you all it's going to be some shit coming down the pipe from a spiritual perspective that make us get in check as a, as a group? You know, at least be more responsible. Uh, but it says a uh, uh, Austrian man who has sex called a new strain of so-called super gonorrhea that is resistant to most antibiotics commonly used to treat the infection sciences I said, this is the second time a supergonorrhea gonorrhea strain has been detected after another was found in 2018 in multiple countries. We did talk about that. The term supergonorrhea gonorrhea refers to a bug that has had a high level of resistance to current recommended treatments, according to World Health Organization. If multi-drug resistant strains of gonorrhea, gonorrhea keep spreading, many cases of the STD might become untreatable, according to the authors of the case report published on Thursday in the Medical Journal. surveillance, which is published by the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control. Most cases of gonorrhea don't produce symptoms, but can still cause serious complications, such as infertility, if it's not possible to treat the infection. Symptoms include discharge and pain where a person pees and painful testicles or irregular vaginal bleeding. Okay? So uh, listen here. This, they ain't playing with y'all, with the super guy be out in these streets. Okay, let me see here. It says uh, the unidentified man in his 50s had condomless sex, sex in, condomless sex with a female sex worker in Cambodia in April of 2022, according to the case report. Five days later, he experienced pain while peeing and had discharge coming out of his penis. A swab revealed the strain he caught was highly resistant as azith, azithromycin, I can't say that word it's a medicine azithromycin, astro, azithromycin, or something, which is typically one of the first antibiotics used to treat gonorrhea uh and resistant to other antibiotics, including uh, these other ones uh which is surferoxidone. And y'all know what they are, shit. I don't know. There's a whole lot of hard words to pronounce. <laughs> gonorrhea treatment varies from country to country, but tends to start with a combination of um, uh, this, uh, the A word and the C word. I can't say this. You know those medicines. So it's just really hard to say. In The U.S. CDC recommends. Um, ceftriaxone has a single antibiotic for most gonorrhea cases in the first instance. Okay, so listen. I'm telling you, it says using condoms is one of the main ways to avoid catching gonorrhea. I'm telling y'all, if y'all going out here, just let's have a talk, people. If y'all out here, out in the street, just having unprotected sex, I just want to warn y'all. I ain't trying to rule y'all for nothing. I'm just saying be careful. And if you don't know the person really well and you don't know what they're doing out here, sexually. <laughs> Wrap it up. Because super is out here, okay? Okay? I said, uh, I, I got a warning before. Thought I thought I'd give you got a warning now. Be careful up in these streets. All right? It's no joke. Um, okay. Let's see what else so we got. To, uh, Somebody saying anti-abortion violence. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Let's see. What else do we need to talk about here? Uh, Southwest Airlines protests. Okay, let's hopefully they'll wrap that up by July. That's all I got to say about that. But pilots were protesting this week because they're not getting enough help in the airline industry. A lot of these, a lot of, this is a reason why a lot of these claims uh, and stuff have been canceled. And listen, you don't want no problem. We want the pilots to be Tell You don't want pilots try, uh, flying more than 12 hours and stuff flying you around. You want a safe trip to and from. So let's pray that these airlines get it together and start giving these people the help they need, okay? Okay. Um, Jennifer Lopez introduced her child Emmy uh, using general neutral pronouns before they sang a duet at Dodger Stadium. This is according to Yahoo.com. Jennifer Lopez introduced her child Emmy is using they, them at a performance Thursday. Lopez and Menez performed a Duet a thousand years during the show according to The Independent. The pair also performed together during the Super Bowl halftime show in 2020. Jennifer Lopez introduced her 14-year-old child using gender-neutral pronouns during their performance at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles on Thursday. Emmy Munez joined the mother to perform a duet of Christina Perry's A Thousand Years at the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation Blue Diamond Gow, according to Independent. Lopez joked that Munez was very, very busy, booked, and pricey, but that they were worth every single penny because they're my favorite duet partners of all time. The last time we performed together, um uh, was in a stadium like this and I asked them to sing with me and they won't. So this is uh a very special occasion. The independent reports Lopez said referring to the Super Bowl halftime. She also bought me as on stage for twenty twenty. Uh listen. Um, I think kids are too young to do this pronoun gender. Are you a she? Is she a she? Right now she you ain't got right now, you too right now, I'm not gonna confuse your life with they or them. I'm just not gonna do that to you, baby. That's something you're gonna have to go up and make a decision in your life that you wanna do now. If you tell telling mama that you're confused down in these streets and stuff like that, well hey, I'll get you some therapy so you can have a talk and talk it out so you can make that decision when you get come of age in the way you need to make it, but at least you can talk it out with somebody so that you can be sure that not somebody who's going to influence you what to do, but somebody that you can, that can talk, talk out your thoughts with you and you can know why you feel this way. And then when you hit of age, then you will have the tools and everything to decide if you want to do this. But for now, to me, you a sheep. Ain't no baby them, they, cuz. This world is just starting to get just so confusing for children. Y'all just getting, Y'all just doing the most. And that's just my opinion. It's just so. It's just such such confusion out here for these babies, and parents act like they don't know what the fuck to do. You, you don't know how to just tell them, "Hey, I, that's something that I'm not gonna. We ain't gonna. We're not gonna have you doing. I know what you was born. You was born a sheep, so that's who you are to me. Okay, until you're ready, and when you grown, you'll be whoever you want to be. Okay, so you know that's just hey, my personal opinion. But you know everybody's different. Okay, Diddy cites Gina pissed after Diddy gave her no credit for helping him with his new single, allegedly. Oh, y'all all making. He wasn't. What's wrong with y'all girls? Our girls is crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, this man is singing about uh, 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 another another chick. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Diddy. This girl was very upset with Diddy this week. And, you know, it was giving me that old, you know, that crime Steve McNair vibes. I ain't trying to be funny. I ain't saying that like, can see another race either. I'm just saying it was kind of scary. I mean, she getting too mad real quick about everything this man did. She'd been this alleged man, this man's alleged side chick for a number of years. People say over 10 years. And now she's seeming to be coming, like she can't understand. Maybe that it's over, and she's seeming strange. See, yes, I can't play with certain people's feelings. You gotta be careful who you get in these relationships with, and you gotta evaluate people because people are nutty as fuck nowadays. They, you know, y'all ever hear the story about Steve McNair, cyborg, the the football uh, player who was cheating on his wife and he had a mistress allegedly, and. I guess he went over there with the mistress. I don't know if he was trying to break it off or not, but she allegedly shot herself and then he shot him and then herself. Tragic story, okay? Tragic as fuck. So you got to be careful. Just because you're a celebrity don't mean you? you can't run into a crazy mofo. And I'm not saying she's crazy. I'm just saying she's giving me some strange vibes. But uh, this she got pissed off. He gave her no credit. So let's take a listen to... Her real quick. I got this up. Okay, let's go to
3: the other Gina is highly pissed. went on a complete break. That's
1: what to be there. Have this song on your elbow, okay? Then she went on a rant. Okay, she put, okay, she's been on, I was trying to get, I got the wrong video up. But she said, um, I've been nothing but nice to someone for almost, oh, can you get up? She said, I've been nothing but nice to someone for almost a decade. To get treated like this publicly, am I not allowed to stand up for myself? Man, if y'all only me. Fuck, I can only take so much. I'm a fucking human being. If any of y'all was in my position, what would, you would do the same? So she just said I guess because he didn't uh give her credit uh for a son, she's like give her a finder's fee or something like this listen listen, oh my God, y'all man, be careful who y'all are. I know y'all especially when you're celebrities, you got a lot of choices, you got a bevy of a smart some of y'all got five, ten you know, you roll around with and all this stuff, be careful them bitches is, is, is stable. I'm serious. <laughs> when you try to break it off, all kind of wild shit can, can happen, okay? Uh, y'all got to, because she, I'm, I'm looking at her, and it don't seem stable, And especially since he came out here with this young Miami, and he and gave her a show and all that stuff. It just don't seem stable. And young Miami this week, he was on. Uh, he was. He came on a uh, live with Young Miami, I think, earlier last week or something. And he was acting kind of. People were talking about how he was acting towards her, kind of cold. Can I tell y'all something? Okay, he's a Scorpio. Okay, uh, he really likes her. He's scared of her, so that's why he's up there acting cold because he don't. Because y'all, he saw y'all. Everybody's seeing that he like her. He he feels vulnerable now, and he don't want her to think she got the ups. So he was on here trying to act like, you know, I'm just having fun. I'm just, he was just out on there, like kind of treating her cold. And I was like, I just, all I kept thinking when I saw the video, I was like, Nick, bro, you really like her. You really like her because you trying to treat her like she, he was trying to treat her like, so what you doing? Like what you, you know, he was trying to act like she wasn't nothing, like he wasn't nothing. Serious. I said, nah, you like this little girl. You better be careful for treating her bad, for you end up losing her. But I think he really kind of genuinely likes her. A lot of people think he's trying to use her. I'm not saying that's not a part of the possibility too. But I'm saying the very fact that he got on there and started treating her cold in some senses, to me, this was more so, I think, because he didn't want everybody to think that Carissa has some sort of ups on him. But it's clear that he really likes this chick. The very fact that he's getting on live with her, with everybody on there, and people say something, going No, he really doesn't need it. He really, I think, kind of likes her, and he's a little scared of her. That's just my personal opinion. But, hey, I could be wrong on that. But I don't think... I Now, I don't think that they'll end in marriage. I mean, you know, I could be wrong on that, too. But I can't foresee that. Just my opinion, okay? Um... Next, what
0: else is
1: uh, we want to talk about here? I want to make sure I got all the little stories for y'all. Try to come back on. Um, talk about Chloe. You talked about Bill Cosby leaving that case from nineteen seventeen. Chad, I can't deal with that. I ain't got time for that. That's crazy. I, I don't even know who. What? I don't even know how people. I, how you can take a case? How y'all? Not, how y'all can think? How y'all can have enough proof to to let somebody win a civil suit? I know that that civil suits the bar of proof is lower, but damn! I mean, seriously, a case from 1975? Some crazy shit out in this world. This is really. Crazy. <laughs> this is crazy stuff going on. I I, I don't know what to say about y'all that one. That's wild Um. That's what I think about that one, um, what else here
0: um, yeah, South Tana. we
1: talked about him, okay, the Nick Cannon relationship, okay, one of the girls came out this week, and you know she was saying she didn't understand you know why people were so concerned with their decisions breathe T C T C uh, opens up about Nick Cannon's relationship and pregnancy. Bree T. Easy opens up about Nick Cannon's relationship as she carries his eighth child. I don't understand why everyone is so concerned. Uh, while the world looks in on in confusion at Nick Cannon's strange relationship with the mothers of his children, the women he's having kids with think their situation is nothing to gawk at. Bree T. Easy, who is currently pregnant with Cannon's eighth child, opened up about the relationship in an interview with Entertainment Tonight. During her conversation with ET's Kevin Frazier, T C talks about why she chose to have her first child with the man who shares so many children already. Uh, I'm not really opinionated in other people's business. That's not really my thing, she said. When it first started happening, I was just like, I don't understand why everyone's so concerned. Like, why are you upset about what happens in my household? For me, it doesn't actually genuinely affect me. I understand people fight, and they're used to their conventional relationships. That's what it's, what's concealed in us. Whatever you want to call this, it has been going on for uh, this has been going on for years. While she doesn't mind the fact that Nick Cannon has an overlapping relationships, that doesn't mean she's communicating with the mothers of the other children. She said, "No, I respect everyone's pace." Pace, TV says. At some point, we will. We just don't necessarily need that at the moment. I think no matter what the kid, what the kids are going to be super close. Okay. Um, During another conversation on B Simone and Megan Brooks' The Know For Sure podcast, Bree was asked what kind of relationship she and Nick have—whether monogamous or polyamorous—are uh, uh, open. In response to the former Wild Now girl who met Ken two years ago, explained that they don't have a name for the relationship. It's not necessarily anything. This is just us, she explains. This is our relationship. What you do outside of that is what you do outside of that. What I do outside of that is what I do outside of that. Everything is respectful. Everything is honest. Okay. Um. Listen, these chicks are doing this because Nick Cannon, at right now, has the lifestyle to support them. And bitches, y'all better be keeping up with his pocketbook because, if that mofo go broke, it's gonna be a hard. And she better, she better be out here doing podcasts and stuff like that. Listen, it sounds like a sister wife thing. And people have the right to do what they want to do. What I don't like is when I see a bunch of women. um, And what I'm saying is having children. And I don't know. You know, I was listening to a a, a Apollonia this week, astrology astrologist who was friends so Apollonia, uh, who she was talking about Nick Cannon's choice. She was like. It's almost like he's born to do something like this. And, you know, sometimes charts to note that, you know, certain shit can go down with you and stuff like that. But no matter what, I think it's very irresponsible of him. I think it's, uh, and I think it's, um, you know, but it's like, hey, if these women are okay with it, it's are okay with it. The only thing that's scary to me is that raising up children that may not, you know, have, that may um uh, not taking. I'm, I'm 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 assuming these women are are looking at it across the board and understanding what the consequences are if Nick doesn't have any money or if Nick, uh, you know, show business, he's going to be gone a lot. He's not going to be active. Probably his much in a children's life. He'll probably be there here and there, but he's probably not going to be active, especially with six or seven baby mamas. It's just crazy so, uh, hopefully they have a consideration to this, but hey, they like living how you want, living how you get it like crazy as fuck to me, but do what you do I mean, you know, I just feel like I've talked about on this show uh um, children you know you have to have you have to have a, a lot of uh uh uh, 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 uh <sighs> Understanding to 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 raise them, and you and you want to raise them in the best possible situations ever, and that's not always just having money, but it's also making sure that somebody that you'll be able to have least able to spend quality time, guiding your children and raising them. Okay, so very interesting. Uh, what she had to say this week. Okay, okay, so. Is there anything else I had to talk to y'all about? I mean, y'all, I tried to think. I thought it was some other stories I had, but I think that may be it, y'all. I gotta get ready because I gotta get child. I gotta get up in a few hours. I gotta get these nails done, child. and I gotta get ready for Essence. The Essence is coming next week. I've I passed I won't be. I won't be on next week. But I will tell y'all about Essence when I get back, child. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm trying to hype myself up for Essence and get ready. I'm starting to get hyped for it, but, you know, at first I was, like, going back and forth, I really going to come? blah, 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 but, um, you know, I think it's going to be fun. It'll be exciting, okay? So I will let you guys know, especially I'm so excited to see Janet. I am too excited in New Edition. I think that will be totally fun. And then after that... I come home and then I get ready for my trip to Vegas for my 12-second part of my tour. It's <laughs> like, Carlotta. Carlotta, lot. crazy, Well, my friend today who's going with me, she's like, she's like, okay, she's like, I've never been to a Maxwell social, she's excited about it. Okay, I'm intro I feel so good. I feel like I've been introducing all these new people to Maxwell this year. My other friends, they're they, they like we all on rotation. <laughs> they're on rotation now. They won't all go with me. They won't go. They like you got, and so it's her turn. <laughs> but she's all excited about me. She's really excited. So I am excited and to see the second half of the night tour. So I, I can't wait. I shoot. Hopefully everything goes well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But I, you know, whatever happens. God bless. I'll be in Vegas. Okay, so uh, I'm excited about that, and you know, I'm so you know, hey, July's gonna be kind of crazy, you guys, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun and full of music, definitely. I think Nicki Minaj is on Friday night at the Essence Fest. Well, I'm interested in seeing Nicki Minaj. <sighs> we brought a three-day one of three-day passes. Oh my god, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to go ahead and see, you know, Nicki Minaj. I have to tell y'all what that's like, okay? So, you guys, we have come to the end of the show. i Am not getting off a little early tonight? I think I am. Not that much early, but a little bit early. Listen, if you guys are listening to the sound of my voice, you understand to. too. The show live now, or the live show, I'm not going to the archives tonight, but I want to tell you guys how you can reach me. You can reach me through the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also reach me, um, reach me, uh, Twitter, see Chatwood Show, and Carlotta72 are both my accounts. Also, uh. Instagram Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay, okay, you guys. Remember, uh, have a great weekend. And if you get a chance this weekend, go check out the Elvis movie. Excellent, really good. You know what? I was going to look up Elvis's chart tonight because I always wondered what Elvis was. Was Elvis a Leo? I think he is a Leo or something like that. It makes sense. I was, I can see that. See, was Elvis Presley a Leo? I think he was. Was he? I can't remember. I was like, I was so interested. The movie was so good. I was like, oh my god, you know? No, he's a Capricorn. He was a Capricorn. Yes, how did I? He died in Leo season, but he's a Cap, a dark sided Cap, probably. You know, definitely a dark sided Cap. But he was a Capricorn, right? Interesting energy. Wow. Ooh astrologists out there oh i love to see one on elvis y'all do i'm gonna go see if i can find me a thing on uh, on elvis presley like a like a, a astrology uh a person who's talking about elvis presley's chart i want to see that but uh yeah i've been seeing some before i I, I, got, I got like i got a little bit of time before i draw all the way off i will gave y'all my information for y'all to get in touch if you want to but uh I've been seeing so many interesting things this week. Okay, I started reading this really interesting book because the lady you know I was listening to this week started me to thinking. Because you know I said, "Wow, I never looked really studied that side of the game." You know, she was talking about uh, when she was talking about uh, women protecting their wounds and being sure that people aren't performing rituals you young ladies got so much to deal with because nowadays we're coming into the era, not just young ladies, but males too, because we're we're coming into the era of where more people are, are practicing spirituality and spiritualism and stuff like that. And so you got to watch for uh, attacks on all ends of the spectrum and everything. I mean, it's so crazy out here that people can – Come at your, come at you in various ways. Uh, it's almost like, like I was listening to this lady talking about uh, womb rituals and stuff like that, and I was actually completely shocked that shit like that went on. I was like, wow, and people uh, trying to bind people through womb rituals, which is interesting. So I've been reading this book, <laughs> crazy book, okay. Now, listen, this is, okay, don't get scared. You guys are going to like, oh, Carlotta, you are wild. Okay, no, I thought it would be, a, it's an itch. I've been reading little parts of it here and there. I'm a reader. I look at, I, I read odd things, okay, sometimes. And it's this book. Let me look it, let me look it up because I have it on my, uh, it's actually on my little uh, Kindle, in my little Kindle thing so you see, um, so you guys can know. Um, It is, and I've stopped reading certain parts of it for now, but I'm going to go back to reading it this week. Because I feel like, you know, being a person who talks to to men or talks to women and stuff on this show sometimes about spirituality, I thought a good one to uh, pay attention to because we were talking about People being able to attack you spiritually, uh, sexually and stuff. So this is great. This is interesting. book. I don't want to encourage you guys to do anything, read or read anything crazy, but I am reading this book called, I'm reading pieces of this book called the Satanic Warlock. And listen, I can't believe that people actually have to practice this sexual. Yes, I can. But you know it's it's hard. I mean, it's interesting because there. I think there are so many times people can be binding people and not know they're being bound. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes spiritually, you could be doing binding things uh, sexually too. This seems like a sexuality show. I don't know. I didn't mean to tell y'all that, but I wanted to talk about that because I thought it was an interesting thing that now women. And, and, and here, another person who often talks about this on the, um uh, when she used to come on the show, which I love her, she's, and I think she's back and she's doing videos and stuff like that, Alexis K. Tyler. When she used to come around on here, she talked about vagina power and stuff. She also talks about, uh, like, Kind of men, she didn't say the actual words rituals, but she kind of described the performance of rituals about sexually and how people bind people to them, make people crazy and stuff like that. It's just, wow, it's just interesting. And I just, I, 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 I it's, it's so much that women have to, women and men have to deal with in, in, in getting into relationships because sometimes there's so many people practicing so many things. <laughs> and so it's a very interesting. I used to, you know, I remember growing up in the south. I mean, growing up when I was little, my, bus, you know, my grandparents and stuff like that come from the south, and they would tell us stories when we go down south and stuff like that. Be careful eating at people's house, or right, they tell us stories about women performing certain rituals to get men bound to them, and oh, just crazy shit. And I was like, what is people? People are crazy to play with shit like this, but it it happens. And so I think women should arm themselves and pay attention to sometimes spiritually how people can be, people can really attack you on a spiritual level, you know, even your sexuality and in your, um, uh, sexual, uh, Sexual things And so when I heard this In your sexual tri- uh, relationships Or anything Trist or whatever You get into So you So when I heard this lady Talking about Certain things this week About these rituals And I was like Oh my God I need And I and I, I saw this Book about it and I said Dang I need to start Reading pieces of that So that I can You know Know Be able to inform y'all About what's The crazy shit out here <laughs> Okay so it was a very interesting, but uh, crazy. Something you know, just very interesting. Okay, um, man. And so I'll probably talk to y'all more about it. Maybe as I as I read, do little pieces, more pieces, and stuff of it too. But uh, that's it, man. I ended with a kind of odd uh, little thing. But you guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Uh, Oh, we're already at the weekend. Shit. Well enjoy your weekend. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoy your weekend. Y'all go uh make sure you check out the Elvis uh uh the Elvis movie really good and I will see y'all sometime in, well, maybe I'll come on and do a show during the week before I go off to Essence and stuff like that, and then I'll try to come on again and tell y'all about the Essence Festival, and I'll tell y'all about this little pieces of this little book I've been reading and stuff like that. We'll talk about all the crazy stuff. I, y'all know how I'll be doing up in these streets, okay? I've been up to uh, when I get back, and I can't wait because I can't tell y'all how great Janet is. I can't wait to tell y'all that in new edition, okay? Oh, 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 I know what I wanted to talk to y'all about before I go off. Oh, this is what I think and I forgot. The Bobby Brown's new reality show, every little step. Oh my God, so so good. I wonder. I got a chance to watch like five episodes, five or six episodes this week. I had some time at night, turned it on. I had recorded them. Oh my God, I am so impressed with this show. I really love it. Bobby is very open in this show. He's open with his family, what they've been going through with the loss of his son, the loss of Bobby Christina. Bobby's very open about his addictions, uh, 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 him and his wife, just so open, such a great show. I really like it. And I, you know what? Here's what I like about it because... You see Bobby going on all these, because his wife is a, she, you know, she seems like a very smart, you know, kind of spiritual woman in that she's trying to grow Bobby and expand his universe. And, you know, even you know how I hate spouses being managers. She is his manager. But I love the fact that she's trying to expand his world in terms of, you know, how he approaches his addictions and approaches new things that can help him stay balanced in his life. So it is a really, I mean, I just really, really like it. I like this show. I love, 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 love it. (laughs) Okay? So, y'all, y'all get a chance to see Bobby Brown's and Every Little Step on A&E, Family is charming uh i really really love love this show for bobby and listen my favorite reality show from bobby brown will always be being bobby brown with him and witness that shit, hey that i wish they would release that shit on I, I i've heard a number of people say if they release being bobby brown today people say they would buy it <laughs> a video set or something so that is one of the i even remember hearing wendy williams say she kept The whole set in old VHS is next to her her bed in her bedroom because she was so in love with the show. So many people were in love with being Bobby Brown, but listen, they were in love with it because it's quite it was quite dysfunctional, but the shit was funny. Shit, oh my god! My favorite one is the Christmas show when they when they were singing they came to their house and Christmas Carol. child. That be a Bobby Brown was hilarious, man. That was Funny, but and it, it to me it remains the best reality TV show ever. Undefeated. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of drugs and used and just stuff in it, but I mean you don't see it, but you can tell they was using. It, but it's funny as hell. But this show with Bobby is great on a different level because you get to see a redeemed Bobby Brown, and I like what I'm seeing. You know what I'm saying? You get to see a redeemed Bobby going through the struggles and trying to maintain and growing, and I love it. And he and he brings his family in on this journey, so it's dope. I respect it, and he's so open about it. His family's open. I think this is very good for him, and I see why he's with her because she, you know, I often think, because remember the story was that she tried to She's the one who talked him into marrying. He he ran to hide and he was getting ready to marry Whitney Houston. And she's the one that talked him into going out and marrying her. I often think, like, boy, maybe, boy, that would have been, it would have been way different if she, you know, been then married. But Mike just delivers so many interesting things, and now she's the one married to him. And listen, I mean, you know, I see it. She's very good for Bobby Brown, in my opinion right now, looking at her. Now, what I don't like, I will say this. It's hard because Bobby looks a sister. I hate that's why I don't like spouses being managers. Uh, But there is a sister. I mean, he seems like a very dependent on her, and I hate when I see people in that space with somebody like being overly dependent because you can put a lot of pressure on a spouse when they're also managing your career and you're very dependent because you got drug issues and stuff like that. But uh, I hope that has has. That she she they're both able to expand their work because she's talking about this week how he's going on tour with New Edition and she can't be there and he has to be strong on his own and I thought that was dope because I was like yeah because I was seeing it has a problem but it is so interesting to watch if you guys get a chance Bobby Brown every little step on the A and E channel. I'm just telling you, I ain't getting paid none for this. I just love the show. It's a very good show. I've enjoyed watching it and watching Bobby Brown's family. It's, it's fun. It's light, and it's and it's very interesting to watch, okay? All right, you guys. It's been real. <laughs> I am out. We're going to leave out with Return of the Mac, Mark, Mar- uh, Mark Morrison. It's Carlotta. I am out, y'all. Y'all have a good one. See ya. <laughs>